With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, the long and short of our show, uh, we've got one, two, three, four. Five shows, um, one series finale in The Walking Dead, so I know the girls are going to be talking about that for a while. I might even pipe in a couple comments. Uh, we have Peripheral, More Manifest, Andor, and the season finale of the last two episodes of AHS, which changed quickly. And look... My co-host, Karen, is here. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? How was your week? Good. That's great. Uh, we got a, Jamie's going to be here in a minute. It's a big night. It's a big night for us tonight. It's a big night for everyone who listens to this podcast because you will never have to listen to me complain about The Walking Dead anymore after tonight. It's not about this version of The Walking Dead, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> like a series finale this week. Um, I feel kind of free. I feel kind of free. Um, so, now when you say you feel free, does that mean you will not be watching the Uh, I mean, I guess I can talk about that with Jamie. On the one hand, I don't really want to watch the spinoffs because they just don't seem that interesting to me. On the other hand, I don't know. Like, they still, like, even though I hated The Walking Dead so much for the last few years, or uh, did I hate it so much? I sure whined about it a lot. It was such a big show with still such big viewership that it felt like we should keep talking about it on this podcast, right? But, I don't know. The Walking Dead franchise is really, like, what more is there, really, to show us in these uh I mean, Rick and Michonne is only six episodes. Uh, like, I get it. If you guys, if you guys were watching, yeah, if you guys were to watch Rick and Michonne, I get that. That that's kind of a no, maybe a no brainer. If you you know you went this yeah. long, you know, watch yeah. the six episodes to find out what's up with Rick. Um, yeah. But I I know how much you guys love the idea of Maggie and Negan. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you got Daryl yeah, on his own. I know, and as much as like Daryl like has been a fan favorite character and and a favorite of, of three of ours, really, I, I feel like the show lost so much for me when Melissa McBride dropped out of it. Like watching yeah. a Daryl and Carol show would be a whole different ball game than watching Daryl in France. Like Daryl, the the adventures of Daryl and Carol could have been really great. Like. Daryl, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I like Daryl, I like Norman Reedus, but it, he's going to be in France. It, it's just preposterous, right? 
Um, I don't know. I mean, and I heard look, that. I, I heard that they leaked that the premise of the show is he wakes up in France and doesn't know how he got there. Yeah. I don't think he even knows where he is. Like, he wakes up in Europe and doesn't even know where he right. is, right? And I guess at some point must encounter some people who don't speak English. And, <laughs> you know, I, I yeah. don't know. But, yeah, the premise is that he wakes up and doesn't know where he is and doesn't know anyone and doesn't speak the language um, and turns out to be in France. Uh uh, which who knows how it's going to happen because he was last seen in, in the in the series finale. He's last seen riding his motorcycle out the gates of the hilltop in search of I don't know adventure, right? Um, <laughs> without dog, dog was not with him. I guess dog's not going to France. Um, yeah, so he's got to go to all these customs, you know. Has to get in quarantine, you know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, it has no rabies tag. Has no proof of his rabies shot. Um, uh, I, I mean, it's kind of amazing that what started out, you know, as this show, the walking, the comic book, and the walking show, the dead show, has had already three spinoffs, and we'll have three more spinoffs like next year, right? Three more, three more. Um, I mean, it, oh, it's the, like a whole channel. Oh, yeah, right, just, yeah. the, it's a whole channel of just The Walking Dead. How can this little comic book that ran, what, 170 issues spawn seven television shows? Uh, of course, they're yeah. not all of quality or involve the comic story at all, but well, it's kind of amazing. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible, but yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. We'll see. Rick and Michonne, yeah, I see, like put some closure on those two characters maybe. I don't know if you've seen um I know you don't watch The Walking Dead. Um it did have a little like it ended with a little basically the last scene of, of the episode was a big bit trailer for the new show. Yeah, um, I um, I <clears throat> excuse me. I read uh I read about the whole Rick thing. And I also yeah. read that they that that even you know I also read they tried to make it up to Chandler a little since I guess he stopped by the set and they were like, hey, do you want to be an extra in the background? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg Nicotero directed the finale. And yeah. Chandler Riggs showed up and they were like, hey, put on the hat, grab a hoe, go be a farmer in the background of the last scene here. Yeah. Um, which was kind of Don't cool worry, nobody's going to recognize you because, you know, you're, you're a lot older now that, you know, since we fired you. For yeah. no reason. <laughs> Yeah. After doing you dirty. Yeah, since we killed you for no reason, even though your character is basically the main guy of the of the end of the comics. Uh, yeah, crazy. Um, so uh, I don't know if Jamie said she'd only be a couple minutes late, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know if we should maybe jump onto something else while we wait for her. Let's talk about Andor, which we uh, dissect. I was just going to say that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, Artie gets mad at me every week because every week, like last week is the only time that I enjoyed watching the Andor scenes. This week, kind of boring again. And, and not for nothing, actually, it wasn't that bad though with Andor, because Andor was only in like five minutes of, the, of his entire show. Yeah, he was barely in it. And all he did was, oh, I mean. And there's, and there's Jamie. <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay, let's put a pin Never in mind. the door and come back to it. Hi, Jamie. Yeah. How well, are you? We'll get back to that. Sorry about that. I, my interview is okay. over a little bit. So. 
So hello. Hey. Um, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Tired, but otherwise okay. <laughs> oh, right. Before we do Walking Dead, do you have any um any um announcements about the site or anything? I just need to mute you guys for a second while I um talk to my dad here for a second. Maybe you could do your site announcements for okay. a second while I do that. Okay, I'm trying to trying to think what I. I'm mostly just catching up with everything right now. There isn't as much because it's, um, you know, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I just did uh, Jack Ryan roundtable yesterday, and now I just talked to the director of mammals. But um, I think that's at least so far that may be it for the week. I don't normally get to say that, <laughs> I, but I uh, it'll give me some time to, to catch up. But yeah, that's that's one good thing. Sure. <laughs> I get the time off. So I just posed this question to to uh, Karen. Uh, do you plan on watching all the spinoffs of The Walking Dead, or are you just doing Rick and Michonne and that's it? Um, well, I will probably watch them just because I will probably cover them and do you know do the interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably watch them. Would I otherwise? I I th- I'd say I'd probably give them all a chance. I don't know if I keep watching all of them, but, um, but again, I don't hate it as much as Karen does. I don't get quite as annoyed with some of it. Um, but, but I'm curious to see what happens. And the finale was really good. Um, I actually liked it. So, um, but let's see what, Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, I am going to get the rest of the, um, pictures from Christian and, uh, I don't know. Christian, I don't say her name right. I know I don't. Um, and I gotta, I'm going to put them up. Um, so at least people can see them because she went to the finale for us. Um, and also Sarah wrote up the review for the finale. She just sent it to me today, so I haven't had a chance to get it up yet. But um, that will be going up. Oh, and I put up the Christmas movie interview I did. <laughs> Not that that interests you guys, but that was – that was I did do that today. I did get that up today. Did, did, I'm back. Did Christiane, did she, like, get to, like, see the red carpet with the stars walking in? Yeah, but I don't think they really like. I don't think there was any like interviews or whatever. I mean, like I think it was all just a fan event thing. She did take a couple pictures of uh, them on stage, though. Um, yeah, and I'm gonna gonna post the rest of that. But uh, but I, I don't think there was any like press access or anything, or they would have told me about it ahead of time. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it would have been fun to go, but you know, That's not cool, exactly yeah. nearby. So. <laughs> But uh, but hopefully she had fun. I haven't really gotten a chance to talk to her much about it yet. But but hopefully she had a good time. Um, you know that I'm not a huge fan of Talking Dead, but I have to agree with you know Chris Hardwick in his deeply gushing over the show and the stars. He he he's not wrong when he said, look, shows don't get to do this. Like when's the last time you heard of a show that had like a sort of a live event for its season finale? I mean, I know it's just all within the AMC bubble of hyping its own stuff, but still, right? Kind yeah, of most cool. of them wouldn't wouldn't have that. Yeah, I know they did mm-hmm. for Lost. They had something because I remember I I hadn't even thought about it until you said that. It's been forever, but I remember they had some kind of live thing in the movie theater, like it was as it happened live, like Q and A Q&A or something. Oh, yeah, near the yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. Yeah. I remember going. I was like, oh, we went to see it. I remember that oh, a long time ago. <laughs> but yes, usually finale yeah. don't get that. Um, yeah. Then again, usually they don't have a finale and are still planning to come back, so they have to advertise more, though. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that's kind of the point. But but no, but that yeah. Was, and I like that they had a lot of the the um, 
actors that haven't been in it for, you know, a long time were there or at least came on and gave messages and that kind yeah. of thing. So it was, a, it was yeah. a good talking dead for the most part, although they revealed absolutely nothing about the new shows. But, yeah. um, I mean, not that I expected them to, but there was, like, kind of no spoilers. So I guess do you want to talk about the finale first, then? I figure we'd probably yeah. be walking let's, dead let's, first. Yeah, let's, let's, let's jump into it. Um okay. I feel like I so, haven't. I didn't. I haven't enjoyed an episode this much since that one with uh, with Connie, and and this maybe even more so. I mean, it was a really good episode. I really liked it. I wish they would have put some of that into the rest of the season. You know. Yeah, there were parts of it that I really like. There, there are um, parts of it that I. So I think it was a good hour of the walking dead and, and i totally agree with you that it's like a um i haven't like we haven't enjoyed a lot of episodes in the last couple of years and it, there was a lot it was tense it was action-packed it was a really yeah. good like season finale to me it does not feel like an adequate like the whole season to me was just not an adequate ending for the program um no but for last episode I mean, to some extent, a last episode, they can't in one episode wrap everything up and do everything and make everybody happy. But I, I think even as a series finale, I mean, it, it ended okay for me. I don't feel like there's anything. The, the only thing I would say that I feel like was missing is I was kind of disappointed because not that I necessarily cared that Andy Lincoln came back or anything, but. I was hoping that, like, he would come back and be reunited with Judith. Like, that was kind of the one thing I hoped they would at least do. And the fact that they didn't, I mean, I guess it's possible in his series he could still see her again, but, like, probably not because it's not about that. Yeah. So that was kind of my main – I mean, I understand it, but that was, like, my main thing I would have liked to have seen that wasn't in it. But, I mean, otherwise, it had it had pretty much everything. I was surprised there was only two deaths. That, well, there was a couple red shirts. But, I mean, there was Luke and there was Rosita. I like yeah. how well, they no, – in, in the comics, she was dead a while ago, right? Because she had a head on her uh, – wasn't she one of the ones that got her head on a pike in the comic? Yeah, Alpha my killed her and puts her head on a pike. Yeah, Alpha killed her oh, and puts her head on a pike in the um, comic book. I don't quite – I mean, I don't know. I'm not an actress. I haven't worked, you know, done a job for that long. But I don't quite know that I understand an actor on a show like this saying, hey, kill me, when they know they're spinoffs and they could have more work. But um, aside from that, yeah. I, I get what she yeah. was saying about kind of the character having closure and stuff. And I think that they gave her a good ending. Like, I like the way that they did it. She's obviously the only one they've done that to, but... She got what, I mean, you know, they don't usually get. She got to say goodbye, and I, I think yeah. that they handled a lot. I liked it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's possible Christian Serato's wishes to work outside the Walking Dead universe and doesn't want to play Rosita yeah, for the rest of her life. <laughs> right? And that's why um, she doesn't have to. I'm just, it was kind of surprising when she said that to me. But, but yes, they don't necessarily want to have the same job the rest of their lives either. But, um, I but mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good send-off. Um, it was. And I, I mean, I think, so... Sorry, go ahead. We have talked we've talked many, many times how the tension has been drained out of this season by the yeah. announcement of all the spin offs and like all these characters with plot armor who can't die. Like we know none of the children are gonna die. They're not. Although you and I both over text were like, Holy shit, Rosia and Coco like fell off and eaten by zombies and like 
if they did get eaten by zombies, like that would have been a ballsy move. I would have been okay with that, right? Yeah. Um, if Rosita and Coco got eaten, like that would have been. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a moment that you're like, you didn't know what was going to happen. Like I at first was like, there's no way she's not going to get away. She's holding a baby. And then she falls in it. I'm like, oh, my God, they did it. You know, and, and obviously they yeah. didn't. And the way that she got up was, was crazy, could have never happened. But it was a cool moment. Yeah. Like, you know, it was a little, the way they felt. It was a little bit of like a, a little bit like Glenn under the dumpster that you're like, he has to be dead, he has to be dead, and then he's not dead. And like, there's no way Rosita, it was like Wonder Woman busting out of there. It was like she was a Marvel superhero busting out of there. And it was kind of an awesome moment. It's beyond me. But let me ask you a question. And I need, I probably should rewatch it to find out. I meant to, and I forgot to. Um, didn't she? Did she fall on the ground on the walkers? Because at least my memory of it, there was like like she fell onto the ground and they like jumped on top of her. But maybe yeah, that's I my recollection. remembering it wrong. Because I understand that she got bit. It makes total sense she got bit. But if she fell on the, her, the ground on her back, how did she get bit on her back? That's the part well, I don't understand. Maybe she fell. Like, why... Maybe she fell like I... onto a cushion of walkers, like a bed of walkers. She might, have. and that's how that's she. What I that's how she ask. didn't. I mean, that would explain how she didn't break her back and smash her skull that's on true. the ground. She fell like from the second story window, right? That makes that's true. That's true. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's no way she could have gone out without without getting bit. But I like how they did it and how you didn't know it till after, and it was just kind of like it was completely different yeah. than anything they've done before, at least. No, um, it was a little bit of a throwback because I feel like in the early days of the show. People would get bit and they would linger for a long time. Like, remember when Andrea's sister died and, like, she uh-huh. stayed by her side through the whole night until she died in the morning? And remember that other guy? I can't remember the guy's name who, uh, Jim, I think was his name, who got bitten and he asked them to leave him by a tree by the side of the road and he was like 12. People would go like 12 hours or longer before they succumbed to the bite. And then in recent years, they get bit, they croak, they turn immediately, right? And so Rosita was yeah. like a bit of a really it was like 24 hours at least, right? I mean, they cooked the whole yeah, Thanksgiving uh-huh. dinner and sat down and ate it before she died. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't even think about it being Thanksgiving until they said that after. I'm like, oh, that's true. That's kind of cool. I like that they yeah. did that. Um, yeah, but I mean, there were, there were some good character moments. Like I, I said to you, the, the thing with, with Maggie and Negan, I really appreciated that scene. I, I don't know that I necessarily feel everything's 100% earned with him, and we, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast. But I appreciated yeah. that she's kind of like, you know, I don't want to be, you know, however you want to say it, like don't want to be devoured by hate. She doesn't want to hate him because she doesn't want to be like that, and she doesn't want to remember Glenn the way she does. But she's still like, I can't forgive you, and this is why. And he actually did seem for the first time, to me, to to seem like he, the character felt remorse. Um, so uh-huh. I, I did appreciate that scene. Like I said, I don't know that it's 100% earned. I don't know that I 100% buy that she would be willing to work with him the way she does. But that's just something, it, it's it's like in Falling Skies with, with Pope being a rapist. You just kind of got to get over it if you're going to watch the show, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I, um, but, but I do I think it was acted very, very well. I mean, I, I think it yes. was done really well. I thought Lauren Cohan did good work in that. I thought it was a good scene. I, I thought it, it was like some well-written, pretty, for this, for this show, it was well-written dialogue. I, I agree with you. It's not believable that they would even have this conversation. I, I appreciate her articulating 
you know, what she lost. I, I, I like the part, as you said, where she's like, every time I look at you, Negan, I see Glenn, like, with his head smashed, and I hear him calling my name, and I just can't even look at you without remembering that. And, like, like she really hasn't articulated that. Right. But she also that doesn't good. want I, to keep hating him because she doesn't want to to be that. You know what I mean? Like, she wants to be able yeah. to let go of it, but she can't completely. So part of, I, I think part of what I don't well. Part of what I don't accept about Negan's transformation is for him to have recently they've positioned as though now that he found Annie and she's pregnant, like he understands. It wasn't even more. in the episode, which was weird. I know, uh, but they had a name know, Annie like, on that wall with the dead people. I don't think she was supposed to be dead, but they didn't even have her in the episode. No, I assume the spinoff is him looking for her. But I think to, you know to just finish what I was gonna say here. Um, the idea that he has found Annie and now he appreciates what he took away from, like, Maggie. Like, I'm sorry, he had a wife and he lost his wife. And he, mm-hmm. like, he, he sort of really see it. Like, he totally appreciates what it means to, like, take someone to lose your spouse. Like, what the hell? Like, like yeah, like, he said that I, just her, feel like... I understand what you went through. That comment I didn't, I didn't like because he, it, how could he, like, he just now understands what she went through? I agree with you. Like, that part's a little, yeah. But it is what they it just is. Make, Either way, they I just think make Megan. Yeah, I, I feel like so. I feel like you know there was also the moment that you and I and we don't want to belabor this too long, but the moment with Pamela, um, you know, where she's gonna let Hornsby bite her so she can die, like totally not believe. There's no way Pamela Milton like doesn't want to live and isn't already scheming for how she can escape. That she would like have Hornsby like try that shit, like didn't really ring true to me either, right? Although Pamela, no, she's a different character. That, yeah, but I do think, and they, I, I said that they did make that comment, Negan made, I think it was Negan, made that comment something like that for her to, I'm pretty sure it was him, said something like that for her to go to jail or whatever, that that was worse than death yeah, for people for like that. Like her. Yeah, yeah. I, to so lose her power. I think he said to lose, what? like losing her power oh, yeah. is worse than death, right, is what he said, I think. Yeah. Um, She's not quite so overtly evil in the comic book. Like, the comic book, I feel like, and I haven't read this part of it in a long time, but I feel like the 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 rot at the core of the Commonwealth is more subtle. And the comic book is a little more about, like, how a thing can look really good and have, like, evil under the surface. It, like, it's more subtle. She's not, like, such a, like, derangedly, like, She's not, like, sending the walkers after the other people to, to protect her house. She's, she's really, really a little bit worse than this. Um, you know, like, overall, I would say that this episode, I mean, it's not its not one of the greatest finales of all time. And, you know, we are, like, we, I don't mean, like, you and me and AJ. I mean, we, the community, like, are still arguing about the lost season finale for over a decade now. Um, like, that's an episode that maybe didn't logically all make sense, but I cried and cried and cried. And I had such an emotional catharsis watching that episode, right? Like, I, yeah. I don't cry about that, partly because half the characters have new TV shows. Like, how much better would this have been if they do this episode and we didn't know anything about the spinoffs, and then you see the trailer with, with Michonne and Rick? That would have been mind-blowing, right? Or then you see a trailer, yeah. or, or then they announce then they announce at the live event that Megan and Maggie are getting a show, right? Like, it would, have been, it would like, totally change our opinion of the season finale. 
Yeah, and the thing is, is they aren't going to – I don't know if networks – and, again, this, this is – it's not just The Walking Dead. It's not just AMC. I mean, we, we do have to say that. It's not, like, just them that do this. But I, I just – I have to wonder, like, do you really think that people, if they like the show, aren't going to find out about it and aren't going to watch it? Like, the people that are going to watch it are going to watch it whether you tell them now or whether you tell them after. You're not going to, like, gain thousands and thousands of new fans by telling them ahead. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, if they're going to watch it because they're a fan yeah. of the show, they would have found out. So I, I never quite understand why they do that. But, we, you know, they all the networks yeah. do that. It's just AMC yeah. has a lot of different shows. So yeah. it happens a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I so agree. It would have been much better. Yeah. So for me, the worst part of this episode is, like, the, almost the very last thing Maggie says. Like, they're all hanging around the hilltop, and it's all coming back to life, and everything's great at the hilltop, right? And Maggie says, hey, you guys, there's a lot of new stuff out there in the world, and it's time we should, like, explore and see what's out there or whatever, right? She says this very poorly written, awkwardly stupid line that I feel like is a total setup for the for the, for the the next episode. I, I just I – just, for the next series, right? Like, I felt when Maggie yeah. said that, you guys, it's time for us. There's a lot of us to, we need to be in touch with what's out there. Okay, first of all, like, aren't they now part of, like, Melissa, uh, uh, what's, like, Ezekiel is the mayor of Commonwealth, the governor or whatever, right, with Mercer as his backup and Carol's is, like, chief of staff and, and Eugene was there. Like, they're totally still connected to the Commonwealth, a town of, like, Maybe not fifty thousand, maybe only forty thousand now, but whatever, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like they're not a cloistered community that doesn't know what's out there. But the idea that Maggie, I don't know, I, I like I thought that line was kind of shoved in there to like set up the spinoff, and I didn't really uh, like after what they've been through, it's hard to believe Maggie would ever leave Herschel ever again, right? Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with that, um, and, and that's kind of why I would have liked to have at least seen a a reunion of the characters, you know, like even if something happened yeah. after that they left. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, there were, there were some good moments. I, I don't know. The other thing that I think was good and bad is like, okay, I like the scenes with Carol and Daryl. I thought that they were emotional and I yes. appreciated yes. it. That was great. The fact that, was that great, he yeah. left without her, I don't like, but I mean, well, I assume yeah. that was rewritten when, there. She, That's what's when, she, when she decided not to participate in the new, right? I assume that was rewritten when she chose to yeah, not participate probably. in the new show. Right. Um, so I don't know because that. I, I, I kind of question, though, if maybe they're planning to have her at some point or if they're just trying to keep fans' hopes up. No. Because there was that line where she said something. I forget exactly what she said, but something like, it's not like you're never going to see me again. Now, was that to make fans be like, oh, oh. my God, she might be in it? No. Or was that to, really, no. like, really literally she might be in it? <laughs> no, I assume that means she's going to have other work and do other things. And, and I mean, could she pop up in the Rick and Michonne movie if they come back to the to, to Hilltop at the end in the Rick and Michonne yeah, series? I Maybe know. that is, I, I, I don't know. know. I mean – I can't blame that Daryl. So, it makes me wonder if it was just to make fans happy and think she's coming yeah, back. Maybe it means I don't they're know. like great. Maybe it means they're great friends in real life and they have dinner once in a while, right? Like maybe they're no. I mean, she life. said it to Daryl, not to the actor. I mean, she oh, said it like as oh no no no, oh, no, 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 no. 
I mean, I think Daryl leaves intending to come back if somehow he gets kidnapped to France. Like, he totally That's thinks true. he's coming back. He, he's not like, I'm going to France. Bye. He's like going out on a little, you know, patrol. Or yeah, they, they can find people really easy in this show. We know that. Um, so he intends yeah. to find them again down the road. He was, just, um, go, he was anyway. just going back. He was leaving Commonwealth and going back to Hilltop and intended to maybe come back to Commonwealth again someday and see her. Oh, or that's where he was visit, going, like, Hilltop? I didn't, see, I didn't know. Leaving... I scroll. I'll be honest. I still get confused where everybody is. They were at the Commonwealth, and then suddenly they were at Alexandria, and I was, like, so confused that they switched they locations. <laughs> Maggie's the mayor of Hilltop. Maggie's the mayor of Hilltop. Yeah, but they're at they Alexandria now, aren't they? Hilltop's gone, I thought. I thought it was Alexandria. Well, I, look, Where that post-22 or – that's how much I understand. I don't know. That's the problem. Well, Nicotero said it was Hilltop where they shot – um, oh, it might uh, have been saying. I anyway, think. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where they were. It doesn't really matter. But no. um, I, I, you know, I. So then we had. I mean, we should move along. They, we saw the trailer for the new Rick and Michonne show, which really didn't tell us anything except, again, like this is another person that I find it really hard to believe that Michonne left Judas and yeah, and no, I told you. RJ. I find it hard to believe that Daryl would ever, like, Daryl would never go to Europe intentionally and leave Judith behind, right? I just don't understand all these parents who just, like, leave their kids all the time in this, like, really dangerous and scary world. I um, agree. Although I can usually accept that just because I'd rather usually the kids not be in the show. Yeah. <laughs> so I get over it. Yeah. But, you know, to be fair, though, I like Judith. I mean, if she was in one of the shows, I wouldn't mind. I don't dislike her. Like, she's not like a little baby, you know, I mean, she has purpose in the show. She wasn't just, yeah, you know, there for that reason. So, so that being said, yeah. but anyway, there was a lot of good, I liked the thing with, with, with Daryl and Carol. I liked the scenes with uh, Rosita and um, Eugene. I mean, I even liked with, with her and um, Gabriel, Gabriel, you know, when she clearly yeah. told him at, at dinner and like the kind of look, you know, he gets, like, he, he has to accept it. And I think him, you know, giving her her last rights or whatever, I think that was last rights, wasn't it? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think that that was, like, really, I mean, there was a lot of, in my opinion, really emotional moments in the show. Now, granted, I cry really easy at everything, though, so I can't always base it on if I get if I get emotional. <laughs> but um, no. I, I, I think there was a lot of emotional things in, in this episode. Um, what was I going to say? I forgot what it was. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you about them leaving. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. The one thing I did like that I didn't even didn't even think about until he mentioned it on The Talking Dead and I had said it to you was the fact that they had Gabriel go full circle because he let them in. He was the one that opened the gate. And I thought yeah, that, that, was cool. really, that was actually really smart, and I didn't think it didn't occur to me that, yeah, it started with him, block, you know, keeping the people out of the church or whatever, and it ends with him letting the people in. So that was pretty cool. I like that kind of that symbolism. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah. Uh, oh, but, but some of the things they did, there was like like kind of things that were like for one, I don't know if, um, and, and not that it really matters, but I was like, what the heck? Whenever, um, oh, I can't even think of her name. Um, Alpha's daughter, Lydia. I don't know if Lydia. she was supposed to have had like some kind of like, 
thing like um, the one from Fear the Walking Dead does or something, but she sure acted like she had an arm the way she moved. Maybe they just didn't film it well. But um, no, I, I almost wonder that, if they I mean, made her some kind of apocalyptic that was something I that was something I found a little um you know her arm they chop her arm she gets bit they chop her arm off it's still daylight when that happens the sun goes down and now she's like standing up with her arm in a sling like like she had her arm chopped off with no they like sawed it off with a machete with no anesthesia and now she's up fighting by the end of the day right like it was a little bit of a very impressive um, she's a very healthy and fit woman, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. That she, yeah, that and then they, good. you know, the show went out of its way to then save Elijah, which, you know, I'm, I see Lydia get kind of a happy ending, I guess. She's like been through it, that kid, right? Um, yeah, she's and it was nice. A lot. Although she's not a, um, a character that I was most, Concerned about. Yeah, right? I agree. And, and they brought Luke and Jules back really just funny. to die. But they, I'm sorry, what? But then they, they brought, brought also Jules and Luke and Jules came back just to die. Oh yeah, um, but I, I was just gonna say it was funny though what she said on the Talking Dead about saying she doesn't know what a good relationship is. But Lydia does it. Yeah, she's like talking she about Alpha, and she's like, and then Negan, and I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I agree. Did I really? necessarily care she got a happy ending compared to some of the other characters maybe not i i mean i don't half the time even remember who elijah is because he's hardly ever in there they just you know bring him back but there is a lot of characters it's hard to keep track of them all it's the same thing with like um magna and 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 um yumiko yeah i keep wanting to call her by her real name yumiko like i guess it's good they i mean it's good they got a happy ending but i hadn't even really thought about it until they got their happy, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even, even didn't even think about it. I did like Eugene. Um, I did like Jer- that Jerry was safe, although they really didn't show too much like that. And I did like Eugene's ending with, like, him being married and having a baby and them naming it Rosie. I mean, it was, it was a little sappy, but I liked it. I mean, I thought it was cute. And I like how they ended it with um, – Yeah, uh, so it was only a – It was only one year um, – you and know, Mercer, Mercer taking over. Yeah. yeah. It was only a one-year time jump, and I, I don't know, Adrian's probably tuned out. The comic book is a lengthier time jump at the end, like after mm-hmm. after the – yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was – I mean, it, it was fine. It, it was way better than I it, – it, it, it was tense. It was good. It was better than we both expected. Um, and it's fine, and I'm satisfied enough with how it ended – and I don't really feel like I have to watch any more of these shows. Like, it's not if you choose not to watch any of these other shows, it's fine. There's not a big question that you have to watch the next show to have understood, right? Like, you can watch No yeah. More Walking Dead ever again as long as you live and be fine with it, which is great because that's how a lot of people feel right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really, I do. I am looking forward to seeing Rick and Michonne, though, just to find out kind of what happened. No, but you're right. Well, you don't have to. I mean, you can still get a complete story. I would like before you got here. That. Before you got ahead. here tonight, AJ said exactly that. AJ is like, are you gonna watch all these shows? And I was like, I really don't want to or care about them, except maybe like you know. And AJ was like, look, Rick and Michonne. It's only six episodes. I could see you'd watch Rick and Michonne to like kind of see where two legacy characters go and how they're gonna wrap that up, right? Yeah. Um, I do wonder. I think these are all so, short series, though. I mean, I guess they could be extended. Rick and Michonne is only six episodes. 
Right, but I think even Look, the other you, ones, I think they've only been picked up for so many episodes. No, I don't think you cannot there. trust AMC. The original Walking Dead was only six episodes. Six, I think, that first season. And now You're it, right. it, it, it ended up with more of the shows. Seven too. shows. So you cannot trust those motherfuckers, whatever they say over there at AMC. Um, but uh, American Michonne is six. I don't know what the other two are. Um, I don't think Rick and Michonne will go longer because Denai Guerrero has a skyrocketing career. And also um, Andy Lincoln has a lot of other stuff that he does also, right? And I don't know that either one of them tend to continue to play these characters. Uh, quickly, we, now we really need to move along. We've gone on for a long time. Yep. Quickly, Rick is barefoot. Why do you think Rick is barefoot walking in the mud through all that? And then he takes his boots, right? He takes his boots and puts them in the pack when he throws it onto the boat. He puts his phone and his boots into that pack and tosses it. So the serum won't get I don't it. know, but that's how she found it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, she ultimately finds it up there on that, uh, right on that boat, and she finds the phone. But like, why is Rick walking around? Like, I'm like, at first I was like, why is he barefoot? Even if you lose your shoes, like, there's millions of zombies, and or just walk into a house and get some shoes, right? Like, why is he? I don't know why he was purposely going barefoot in that mud. I don't understand that. Like, that remains to be seen. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, what is it? I got to go back and listen to captions. I was talking or texting on Twitter with Regent. He was saying something about Michonne mentioned Rick's brother. I clearly missed something and need to go back. I'm not aware of Kevin. I'm not aware of him having a brother. Because he's talking about, she said, at least I think that's what he said. I got to go back and read the text. Well, he's always called Daryl's brother. But, I mean, that's the only thing we really learned because. The Michonne scenes were not very interesting. She's just, like, riding around on a horse, like, wandering around looking for her. Nothing really happens to her, right? Except um, she reads yeah, her diary, Rick reads from his diary, nothing happens. We see Rick has been, he's wearing a CRM jacket. So definitely this whole next thing is CRM. Yeah, it implies that he ran away from the CRM and was being recaptured. I would say yes, that's how yes. I took it. Yeah, so... So. Maybe the maybe the shoes had trackers on. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> All right. All right. We should we should wrap it and move along. Yeah, we should. Um, so, I will say though, I will be put like I said, I will be putting up Sarah's review, and I know her other ones are really good, so people should check that out. Um, I'm gonna try if I'm awake enough to do it when this is done. I'm so tired. Okay. But All right. Um, and anyway, AJ has AJ is gonna chime yeah, in here. It sounds a, like. Yeah, AJ is gonna chime in. So they got to Alexandria, what, season four? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, about season four. Yeah, okay. I think I think four, so right? They, they, they yeah. got there after Beth was killed, well, right. around the time Beth was killed, right? Because that friend yeah. of Beth was going to Richmond, and that's what brought yeah. them to Alexandria. So between season four and five, I recall Jamie saying, I'm getting kind of bored. I hope they move on soon. I hope, you know, I hope they're not here too long because clearly they don't stay any place very long. It is now season 11. Seven years ago, Jamie said that. Seven years later, Bro. they're still in Alexandria. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when she said that, AJ and I were like, oh, okay, Jamie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they never leave. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they bring that. They branched out a little. They branched out a little at the end with the Commonwealth and everything, but Alexandria but is still their home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
You guys know yeah. ahead. You read it, so I did not. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Well, free at last, at least for a so while. So peripheral or manifest? Peripheral. I don't think you're going to have to remind you what the episodes are about. Oh, the, the peripheral, Wait. though, was the sixth episode, right? So you're caught up with six yes, caught up six. With yeah, the sixth episode. That's what I said. It ends with the three of them going in there, right? Yeah, the three. Per, they they yeah. now have three okay. peripherals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a while since I've seen it, but you're caught up with me, so I can't spoil something accidentally. I just might forget what happened. <laughs> um, I, I remember. Oh, I know. This episode is also about the um, the detective comes in, right? I do remember this episode. Yes, because it's very yes. bizarre. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> that's why they have. That's why they all end up at the end because the the detective wants to meet them. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. that's right. He's in, I was thinking he was in her time. He's in their time. You're right. Um, yeah, this was a weird episode. It seemed to, is it just me or did it seem like it sort of changed tone a bit? Like it, I don't know. Like it was so different to me. Well, not to me, it, felt, it, it was kind of weird. <laughs> to me, it felt like a pause as they moved players into peace place for the next, like maybe piece of action. Like I felt like this was a little bit of a setup-y kind of episode as yeah. people moved around a little bit. I don't know. We've been all talking. AJ, how did you, did you, did you, how did you feel about that? Did you think the tone was different? Um, I agree with Karen that it, it's one of those episodes where they're moving the pieces around the board for the next phase of the story. Um, one thing I got to say is I was right that about last week when we, we see Alita's um, kind of backstory a little bit, um, her ex-girlfriend there, the doctor that, that Cherise killed, was totally responsible for Connor. Because last week I was like, you know, I was like, that kind of looked like Connor that got blown up. I was like... Yep, you said that. You know, but it, but it was done in a way that you, you kind of thought it looked like them, but you weren't really sure. And then they start that episode with this, and I was like, son of a bitch, I was right. I was like, oh, Connor. I was like, I wish that... I said, I wish that woman myself. I was like, I wish she was still alive so Connor could fuck her up. <laughs> I was like, that's some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, they need to... I was like, they need to send Connor like a a body back to 2038, like have them, you yeah. know, and then it's, and it's funny later in the episode, after I think this to myself, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Burton shows up with those legs. And, uh, I was like, I was like, you know, that's nice and everything, but that's still ain't good enough. I was like, they need to do better. Yeah. That's funny. Cause when I watched it, when I watched it, I was like, holy crap, Jamie has to watch an episode with a dog that has a bomb thrown into its belly? There's no way oh, to tolerate it. Oh, I did not it. like that at all. But regardless <laughs> of the dog that I was upset about, um, I think that whole thing, like the whole point of that scene, though, was just so much cruelty. Just like the fact that they're basically like just playing with these people. I mean, that's, and it makes me think about how she had, and I assume that it's maybe in reference to that, but how they, she had like all the, remember at the in the opening, they have like all those little white, like ch- not chess pieces, but like the little people, there's like a recreation of, the, of their, their house. And yeah, everything. yeah, 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 yeah. It makes yep. me think yeah, about that's right. that. Yeah. Because that's essentially what they're doing is they're taking people in the past and just fucking around to see what happens. At least that's how it made yeah. me feel. Like they're just playing with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's 
yeah. I found that that really oh, yeah. hard to watch, not because of the dog, because of Connor and everything else. Like it's just yeah. I, I thought that was in five. Was that in six? I couldn't remember which one that was in. No, no, but, no. Um, and, and actually, and actually, um, in this episode, uh, who's the character? The 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 woman with the heavy Scottish accent, the Asian-looking woman, the woman of Asian descent who has a very heavy Scottish accent, who is Lev's. Um, there's oh, a scene where the new detective... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cho Chang. Yeah, yeah. There's a, scene, there's a scene where detective, the new detective, whose name is Lee, Lee Ledbetter, Lee Better, whatever her name is, um, she says, she asks, like, why do you call it a stub? And Lev is, like, dancing around why you're calling it a stub, and she jumps in and she says, imperialism. And, like, what? And she's like, look, if we call it a stub, it makes it easier for us to not think of them as, like, as real. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but she's basically saying we don't think of them as a legit, like, timeline and legit people if we call them that, right? Isn't that essentially what she was saying? Um, yeah, yeah, that's how I took it. And, and – because I've wondered the same thing. Like, he why do they call it a stub? That's why it's so crazy. He, like, hmm? I said, that's why it's so crazy that, like, he's kill- he's totally down with killing versions of himself and people in his family, and it's like they're real. It, it's crazy. But, yeah, you're right. That is kind of what she was saying. Yeah, well, he's gone out of their way. To- and he says there's, there's only enough room in the universe for one of him. And if they cre- find more stubs, then he's going to kill them, too. He's going to kill them, too. Yeah. You know, as far as they're concerned, yeah. they feel like they're the prime. They're the only one that matters. Meanwhile, it's not, that, that's not how this world is set. You know, this this story is yeah. being set up. Um, yeah. And poor Tommy. <laughs> that guy, they just got to bring him in already. I mean, bring Tommy. Bring Tommy in. He can handle it. He's already figuring shit out by himself, it's, you know. And I understand Burton being, you know, distant with him and, and being hard on him trying to keep him safe and whatnot, but bring the poor guy in. He can handle himself. He just survived a, a, yeah. a, a, an invisible car running into his, his cruiser that flipped over 16 yeah, I wish times. I yeah. But yeah, um, he, I like, uh, that, I like he, the detective, though. The detective's cool. I like her. <laughs> she's very interesting, right? She's a really interesting yeah. um character and it was surprising to me the degree of power that she had like like to see Lev say listen well don't lie to her um first of all you, you probably feel like you can't lie to her and she knows everything anyway um and she she's so confident like Lev is such a dangerous person and she's not at all intimidated by him she's so like I, I, I didn't yeah, really think intimidated by her I know that Sharice last week described the power structure, you know, the three-pronged structure, which, which is the Research Institute, the Metropolitan Police, and the, what are they called? The organized crime are called the, not the courts. What are they called? Anyway. Um, I don't remember. Descri- but I hadn't really thought of the police as an equally strong part of that, you know, We've just seen such strength out of, like, organized crime and out of the research. Like, it really was um, a little surprising to me to see the, see the police come in with such – she comes in with such kind of force and, and and maybe is the – I mean, she's definitely more powerful than Lev, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Lev's treading very carefully with this person. 
Agent, your phone is so damn loud. <laughs> sorry, that was me. That was me. I'm sorry. Oh, is it? Okay. No, I that was my phone. Sorry. Um, one thing I found interesting was to find out there there aren't quite as many people as we thought there were. When they made that reveal oh. that a lot of the stuff you see is just kind of like, it's basically they, they have, you know, images awesome. of people around just to make it not so sad. <laughs> That's what I thought, you guys, I was referring to before when I kept saying you didn't see how the town, the city really is. I didn't realize you guys were for Hunt and Suna. That was what I was talking about when I back then was remember when I sort of referring to something they seen. Yeah. Because none of that, it, it's like, it's not, I mean, everything's fake. A lot of it's fake. Yeah. Crazy. And they've been very slow with revealing that to, to Flynn and to, you know, like they're, they're really slow with that and really dishonest about it. And I felt like when Wolf said to her, Oh, well, I, I forgot about it. You didn't even think about it. I'm like, really? You don't think about it, or did you just choose not to tell her that, like, 90% of people on the planet yeah. are dead and no one's around anymore? Right? Yeah. Which makes the um, world, you know, the, the, the future world seem even smaller with these factions that are all fighting each other, you know? It makes it seem like, yeah. you know, and we went from, you know, a decent population, now it, now it feels much tighter and smaller, and it makes me wonder, what is the point of all this in all this fighting does everybody you know these three different things you know factions think oh our ours is the right way to repopulate the planet no ours is the right way no ours is the right you know and you know messing with the past i mean the scientists it, i feel like it's like they're messing with the past to see how to fix their present but, but at the same like time kind of what's that Amy? No, I said that that's the thing is you, you question that because they should be. That's what they should be doing. But that's what I was saying. Like, it seems more like they're just seeing how things work really than trying to find solutions. But I guess we probably don't know everything yet. But, but that's well, what yeah, I'm kind of. break a few eggs to make an omelet. But, but it, just, it, it seems more cruel than scientific. Like, she yeah. was very giddy. She's like, look what we can do. And she's like, it's already happened. And, and Alita's like, stop this. Don't do it. Don't Like, stop. That's not right. And and her, her ex there is like, it's already happening. I can't stop it. Hee <laughs> hee. Like, she was enjoying herself. Yeah. It wasn't like yeah. she said, which makes, look, we sent which, ex- which makes Cerise killing her a lot. Like, you don't care as much now. I'm like, well, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it's one bad person yeah. killing another bad person. Yeah. yeah, it's not like if she was like, look, we sent this experimental drug back and Flynn's mother can see now. So, like, yeah, it's unethical to test on these people without telling them, but look. But no, she's like, look, we we tortured a dog, like, to mess with their, like, sympathy instinct and, like, you know, this is what they did and we can use that against soldiers on the field, like, and... Like, how does that help them fix things, you know? It's more well, like and and like I'm sorry, like everybody's already wiped out. Who were you planning to send your soldiers to have a war against? Like isn't like everybody's already wiped out like what? Right? Like who are you even Well, I think like yeah. part of it and I could be wrong, but are they do you take it that maybe part of that tech that's in them is like from the future maybe? And we don't know that like was that what they were testing? It wasn't super clear to I me. Think like I kind of assumed it was I, it's definitely with, connected. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. we don't know exactly. Yeah, 
I mean, but yeah, I don't so it's what that benefits them, I guess. Other than I think but maybe, and I could be wrong, but I think part of it is saying that they can. I I wondered if part of the idea is that they can control people by like messing with their emotions in that way. They're saying like we can force people to do what we want, whether that's to save to fix the future or just change things in the future and get what they want, I'm not sure. But that was kind of how I took it. I mean, definitely. So Flynn and Burton live in 2030, right? We're in 2022 now. I think Gibson, I think Gibson wrote the book in 2020, right? So to have that type of technology jump in 10 years, I think certainly Jamie, yes. It's it's future technology that the RI has seeded into the past to experiment with, or I don't know, who knows what they're trying to do, right? We don't really know what the, they're trying to do. The interesting thing about it, though, is when um, when Flynn's questioning Will about the haptics, he's like, "What what's the what's haptics? Like, what is that? You know." And she explains that, you know, it's similar to their technology and whatnot and everything. She's, like, trying to, you know, cause, because of what Burton said to her, she, you know, she's now questioning, am I having feelings for you? Is this just because we're connected? Were you trying to use that against me? And then she mentions the haptics, and he's like, what are you talking about? So is that well, just they, a term oh, I, that they use? That's what I'm saying. Is it just because they call it something different or because maybe Wilf isn't aware what others around him have been doing to the past. Like, Wolf's in on it, but he's not all in on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think he probably I think, about it. I, would. I think that's right, AJ, that Wolf's in on it, but not, not all in on it. Everybody treats Wolf like shit all the time. Every single person in the future who ever talks to Wolf treats him like a second-class citizen for sure, right? Um, except maybe Alita. Um who we've seen very little of. And I think you, I think you said it very well. He's in, but he's not all in. Maybe. They're only Um, telling him what they need to tell him. I think is what it amounts to. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like, um, what's the face that Lev, it it almost feels at times like Lev uses Will, you know, he's using Will for his own advantage and he guilts him into it. Yeah. 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 That's fair. Yeah. And it's almost like, and it's almost like now we know what, you know, how Wilson Lev met and what Will did, even though it was to save himself and everyone, you know, it was, you know, it was a righteous kill, but he still, he has so much regret from it. It's like he, it's almost like he punishes himself by letting Lev treat him, you know, and everybody well, else treat him the way they do. Yeah. 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 I know he killed somebody, but I don't remember what it was. It's been so long since I've seen it. They were it was he, Wilson they, Love were basically in a, a, a basically in a prison school, <laughs> the way they describe it. They were in like that boarding school. And they were treated together, very poorly. That, yeah. Oh, you mean Wilson um Alita, not in Love. Okay. No, Lev. Yeah, and he like, No, Le- Wilson Love. No, Lev was there. It was Wolf and Lev at the boarding school. It, it appears to be after he and Lev were, after he and Alita were you know, adopted, yeah. he, was maybe, adopted. he was sent to the yeah. school. Right? Yeah. I don't think that I realized that was 
I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. Maybe anyway, that's right. They blew it off or yeah. something, didn't they? I can't remember. Well, he killed the headmaster, and then I, I, they might have blown it up afterwards. I don't remember that part, but I know he killed the headmaster, and yeah, they all escaped. The yeah, and they ran they away. They were treated. Yeah. All right. Uh, they were very badly there. Um, I thought this episode was it, it was kind of interesting how this episode. Um, so last week Bob shows up, and he tries to kill um, Burton and um, uh, Flynn, right? And we had a talk last week about how they set up they set up Bob's whole backstory with you know saying goodbye to the daughter and he's really coerced and but he still is like a really bad dude, right? And yet by the end of this, in this episode, by the end of it, I'm totally rooting for Bob to get away from Cor- Corbell. Is that his name? Oh yeah, and his crazy wife. Yeah, like this this guy who totally <laughs> tried to kill the heroine last week. This week I'm like, please let him get away. Please let him get away. He's got to get away, right? Like. <laughs> I think it's um, the characters that guy usually plays. Because he usually, I don't know, to me, like, he was in this other show, like, like you, you want to, I don't know, like, his character is likable as much as it's horrible at the same time. I see what you mean. You kind of, But also, their characters are horrible, too, though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you know what? Like, people. I, I agree. I actually, I like Bob's character. I mean, he's a bad person, but... There's, I don't know. There's something kind of char- there's there's something charismatic about his character, you know. There is. He usually yeah, and, and and we know because we got the back we got the setup last week that Bob was absolutely coerced into taking this mission. He kind of didn't want to, and he had to kill his best friend as part of this. Right? He didn't mean to. He wasn't told to, but he was set up. He was set up against no, his he best did, friend. No, well, no, he killed his friend because his friend gave him up. And yeah. gave his daughter yeah. to them, yeah. Yeah. Yes, but but it was set up by someone else, right? Like, Bob doesn't know who set him up. Like, someone set his right. friend against him. His, yes. Um, uh, I mean, they did they did make Bob, like, a reluctant hitman last week. Yeah. Um, and that thing was his daughter is really sad when he calls her, and he's like, I can't see you again, basically. It was, but he's absolutely a bad dude. He tried to kill Flynn, and yeah. yet, yeah. and yet, by continuing, you know, I think he tried to kill Flynn, and like, I'm, I, I guess I'm a little surprised to get this continued story with him. Um, he, he, I was very sympathetic to him this week, and I, and I wonder if he will somehow, like, what's going to happen? Is he gonna, is he gonna get away? Is he gonna? Try to kill Corbell, Corbell, Corbett. Is he gonna well, you, somehow you know I, yeah, side you, with help 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 Flynn and Burton in the end? Like where is all that? Going? I agree. I I agree. I got I get that vibe from him. I feel like this is totally gonna be an enemy of my enemy thing because, like you said, he's coerced into this. You know, a job that he didn't really want to take in the first place. Now Corbell kidnaps him, which clearly he's gonna get away because the wife is just an idiot. Um, and uh, I, I can totally see this turning to where he gets pissed off because he's like, all right, who, uh, you know, he doesn't seem like the type of person that likes to have people pulling his strings. You know, he's, he's clearly been doing this a long time. He's, he's a professional. And I, I can't see him, in, you know, liking what's being done to him. So I could totally see him, you know, being like, you know what? And as, as he starts to figure things out, I could totally see him approaching the farm at, and being like, wait, hold on, I'm not here to kill you this time. Can we talk? You know, 
Like, what do you yeah. know about this? Because, you know, I have a daughter, she's innocent and all this and blah, 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 blah. So I could, I could absolutely see the tables turning on this one. Like Bob and like I said, you, you, and like, and like I, yeah, and like I said to you, Karen, last week, Bob's character has a very, you know, you know, it has a very strong, uh, you know, reminds me so much of the old man, you know, and it's very the way it's going yeah, right now is kind of similar. Yeah, of the old man. What this show, the old it's, man uh, that we watched. TV show, the old man on on uh, Hulu with uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh. Okay, I thought you meant an old man in this show. I couldn't figure out what the heck you were talking no. about. No, 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 I, no, no. Um, I did yeah. like how her friend, though, when she, like, <laughs> like she ain't taking his shit when she goes after him. I thought that was funny. Oh, you mean last week? Was that last week? Well, I don't yeah, know. Was, yeah, yeah, it was last week. But, yeah, I think yeah. you weren't in, in our discussion last week. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that happened last week. But, yeah, you know, it... it, it I, I'm still a little confused, and, and it's fine. That's how the show is supposed to be, about where the future and the past are linking up and, and like, where that's all going to go. It's very – it's unclear, but very interesting that Lev now is like, okay, let's make two more peripherals and, and, and bring Flynn's two companions in, which he doesn't have to do. Even if she should demand it, he'd be like, "Whatever, sorry, right?" Like, 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 I don't know. It, it seems to me that that I, I mean, we knew it was, we've talked about this, and we knew it would happen because there's no reason we knew that how much Burton wanted to get in, and and I'm not surprised that it happened. It just I, I, I'm trying to see what Lev's game is there by creating more peripherals for, which apparently is illegal, right? Um, and letting more people come through and what he hopes to get out of it. I mean, Connor in particular is a real loose cannon. Uh, and by the way, that's, that's a heartbreaking storyline that happened this week with him, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, with, yeah, with the catheter like, and, uh, <laughs> shit. And yeah. with, wait, with what? Yeah, I mean. Well, like, Burton wants, wants, wants in. Yeah, Burton wants in because he wants to protect Flynn and solve it, and and someone's trying to kill them. Well, Connor wants in because yes he gets two no. legs and two arms, right? Yeah. yeah. Connor wants in because he gets Bert. two legs and two arms, and any any and he says like, if I can I just like lay in a bed and have a he wants to stay in twenty four seven and just have a catheter and all that. Yeah, that and, was really and bad. never yeah. return to his. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And a bad idea. Understand. And, and also not and not like. Like, I mean, he's going to have to go in and fight beside Flynn, or can he go in and be like, I'm outie, bye, can I just, like, like, <laughs> but you really can't. Like, you can't just run around and be a, a peripheral all the time, because, like, there's a degree of control. It's making like, we her have seen sick. people, well, we've seen people, it is make, well, but it's not making her sick, like, like we like, don't know. We figured that out, but, no, no, we know. From this week, we well, kind of know. But, but wait, wait. Let me, let me, let's okay, complete sorry, one thought. Let's complete one thought before we move on. Like, like, Connor can't just be like, I'm out. I'm going to live here forever and do whatever. We have seen other people, like, try to force Flynn out of the peripheral back into her world, right? Like, you encounter another very powerful person 
like Sharice was like trying to remember we've seen people trying to push her out, trying yeah. to turn off the peripheral and make Flynn go back. Um, mm-hmm. And I just was going to say like for Connor, like he's not just going to go like live a light. Like he thinks he's going to be in the Sims or something, right? Or just like, I don't know. I've never played the Sims, so maybe that's not as good. <laughs> but you know, just have a, have yeah, a virtual exactly. life. Like, I don't know. I'm a little, I know that he loves Flynn Burton and that he, he's not going in for real reasons. Gets, you know what I mean? Like, I think he's totally willing to help them, and I think he will give his life, you know, would give his life if he had to to help them. But I think that even if he doesn't get forever, I think that probably anything he can get for him is worth it, is worth the risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. But, Jamie, yeah, to your point about, about what's making Flynn sick, it's like we learned this week that, well, we didn't learn, but it appears that when Alita – had Flynn look in the in what's it called the God font with her eye the, the eyeball that it tra- like the data was transmitted into Flynn's brain that's, oh, that's where it's true. hidden in the stub right yeah oh, okay. like that's what I think like the data but, that's but, hidden in the stub is, it, is, is in Flynn's brain but is and it in Flynn's brain or is it in the peripheral it's in the it's in the peripheral not in her I don't know All right. I guess it's it in could the peripheral but I think. Well, I think what's making I I think what's making Flynn sick is when she got the shit beat out of her and she had that that sonic weapon blasted into her head five times. That too. Okay, that's probably that's probably I think yeah, I think that's what started her problem. That she had what her mother had. That's what I was going to ask you too. I at one point thought that maybe they were trying to say that that she was going to huh. die. That's, you know what, Jamie? That's a good point too because. Because I come to think of it, like her hand tightening up and everything, that was before anything really got rolling. So that could actually be it. You could be right there. She could have whatever genetic defect her mother had before they yeah, that well, medicine it's order. of all of it. I, I don't know. That's why I wanted to ask you guys because I remember thinking, is she, is her mother have something hereditary? Or is it from the, like you said, from the blast? Well, it wasn't clear. I think it probably wasn't clear on purpose. Um, I think it's from the, going into the peripheral. I, uh, like, it could Tommy's be. wife, when she, when Tommy's wife gave her the, I think Tommy's wife said it was bacteria. It looks like it's bacterial. Um, I think it's, oh, I think now we'll find out. Maybe it was something that, like what her mother had. I can't remember. I'm We're going to find out because. What's going to happen yeah, is Burton out. and Connor are going to start spending time in there, and they're not going to have any neurological effects, and then we'll know that right. it's a or they will. Yeah. Either way, we'll find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this yeah. is on yeah. Fridays, right? It's on Fridays. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't watch it on Fridays, but it drops on okay. Fridays. Yeah. That's what I meant. It's released on Fridays. All right. Ooh, speaking of Sunday Fridays. Totally off in left field, but when you guys said Friday, it reminded me. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special is on this Friday. That's what on it's Disney? On Disney Plus, yes. What? Okay, cool. thank you. And it's, and it's, and it's is 40... That is that one of the cartoon good. ones, or is it live action? It's live action. Or, you haven't seen the trailer? Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. It's 42 no, minutes long. Cool. All right. Very cool. Uh, that's a good segue to move on to our next show because we have belabored this enough. We got okay. we got a lot to talk about, right? Manifest. Yeah, that was Manifest. Say, AJ, 
saw Wakanda, but Karen, you did not see Wakanda, right? Okay. No, but I promise you I'll watch Wakanda. I promise you I'll watch Wakanda before next week. (laughs) And by then the whole country. That's fine. I just wanted to make sure because I've seen it. We'll see it. So. Okay. I was curious. All right. Um, yeah, which episode, remind me which episode this is. I'm going to look it up so I know where I can look this up. Was okay, there are two six. episodes. Five it and is six, largely, right? yes, which is largely focused on rescuing the baby. What's her name? Eden. It's largely focused Eden. on rescuing Eden um, and getting her back. Okay. It, it, like almost all of it is about that. Um, and they the do get her back by the second end of Okay, so I was going to say, this is kind of like, like, I almost looked like, I mean, it wasn't, but I feel like this season, or well, this half of the season was almost split in two, because the first half's about Eden, and the second half is about what it's about that you haven't seen yet. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm just glad they finally got Eden back, because I couldn't take much more of it. Especially with Ben, oh yeah, my God, he's still, and you know what though? Ben is Ben is still the worst. He really yep. is the worst. Yes, I mean, Cal, you know, I'm jumping all over the place here, but you know, Cal fucked up with Angelina yet again, and I under, you know, Ben should have you know talked to him first instead of ripping the phone out of her hand and everything because that just made Ben look like the you know the monster again, bad man, bad man. But yeah. The conversation he has with Cal after that, it's just like the, the guy has not learned. I Ben, you know what though? At least now, you know, we used to complain in season one how Michaela and Ben were both awful because they were all over the place all the time. And now at least their characters are consistent. Ben is consistently an asshole. <laughs> so at least they're he consistent is. now. He's the worst. He is the worst. He has treated both his children so terribly for two years, right? Um, And then they get Eden back, and he's very – I mean, there were parts of it where I thought, okay, Ben is really trying, like, and I appreciate that the show is not just going to make Eden suddenly be like, I'm home. Like, they are showing how this baby doesn't know these people, and she's – I just assumed she'd have a joint calling with them, and then she'd be like, okay, I understand now, right? But they seem to well, not she's still be like going there. How old though? She probably even if like she three. did doesn't she's understand two. it necessarily. No, she's, That's what okay. I mean. she's been missing. She's, she's been missing. Right, no, you're right. She's high three. She's great. No, you're she's right. She's great. But she's been missing for. She, yeah. she was a year old when she got taken. She's and it's been two years. Well, the, so three. The point yeah. is, is even yeah. if she, if or when she has calling, I, I think that she wouldn't necessarily understand him anyway because she's too little. No, but the callings often give a feeling of peace or a feeling of danger. Also, why don't they just be like, hey, Zeke, can you, like, of course, Zeke's a whole separate story. But uh, I wouldn't trust Zeke right be now. Like, I wouldn't either, but we know more than everybody else does. And sure. I'm just saying, sure, like, sure, I just sure. thought they would – I'm just saying I thought these writers would either calling help Eden to feel safer with these people or they would have Zeke, and they're not. They're – which is fine, but the the other, I mean, it's good. They're actually showing maybe something that's like partially realistic about bringing a kidnapped kid home. But yeah. But Ben is the worst. Ben is the worst, right? Um, and he would not have gotten Eden back at all if it wasn't for Cal. And then he's a told her to Cal. Yes, Cal screwed up. And 
like Ben maybe is not wrong. Like this is the second time that Cal has screwed up with with Angelina, and I mean to AJ's point, he's thing- five years taller. He's not five years more mature, but like right. he did screw up. But Ben was a, really a jerk about it. Yeah, Ben made it worse. And but to be fair, like Cal should have gone to Ben first and been like, "Listen, Angelina's on the phone." She wants to talk to Eden, but I told her the only way she can talk to Eden is if she tells Eden you're not the bad man, that you're her father, you know? Like, that was, like, he should have gone to her. She, he shouldn't have done it on his own because then Ben overreacts, makes it worse. Now Eden's even more scared of Ben than she already was. And then the way he talked to Cal afterwards is just unforgivable. Like, that's just... Yeah. Ben is just, you know... I mean, he found, he, he found you know, they have Eden home now. You thought maybe he'd back off a little, but no, he's still all, it's just all about Eden. Actually, you know what? And it's not even about, now it's not even about Eden. It's about himself. You know, it's about, oh, I'm your daddy. You know, look, oh, I got rid of the beard. You know, it's like, it's. Oh, love me. Oh, love me. Oh, love me. Oh, love me. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but uh, Ben's just a bad dad. I kept wondering, what are they going to see a social worker or a psychiatrist to help this poor child reintegrate with her family, right? Like, like she's been kidnapped and gone for two years, and there's, like, zero police or social worker intervention whatsoever, and he's just allowed to take her home immediately. And I was like, oh, what's, uh, like, what's going on, New York City, Dyfus? Come on. Um, uh, and as usual... Olive has it all figured out, but of course Ben is ignoring her too because he's a, always been a terrible yeah. father, like totally ignoring Olive for years and years. And of course Olive figured the whole thing out like she always does. And, yep. you know, has nobody will listen to her. Yep. I wonder if she's just, I wonder if she's just going to keep calling TJ on the phone or if they're actually going to finally bring him back. <laughs> I know, right? I appreciate she called him. They didn't just like drop him like he never yeah. existed, but um, yeah, that's a so, good point. And, and speaking of idiots on this show, Adrian continues to be an idiot. And I, I think it's what I think is so funny though. You're like so he funny. helps her get out of the car afterwards, and he drops him, drops her off at his mom, her mom's house. And then, but then as he's telling Egan what happened after he took her in. She refuses to let him stay. I was like, really? <laughs> like, that takes some balls. And then of course, I know, and, right? You know. And then, of course, Angelina, she, uh, I just, I couldn't believe how delusional she was when she was calling the house. She's like, Ben, let me talk to my baby. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you are you really that? What do you think that happened? Like, she is just that far gone. She's insane. And she's like, oh, she's you so don't know insane. things about her. I know this, and I know this. Well, yeah, you know those things because you kidnapped the kid. He's a psycho. Yeah. Um, I appreciated the flashback where her mother's like, you're dead to me. But then the mother's like, oh, my God, you're alive, and takes her back in. No, no. Um, here's, speaking of the mom, here's my thing, okay? You kick her out, and you let her take the baby that you know is kidnapped. Yes, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, why wouldn't you take the baby and tell her to get out? Like you must her mother call the police. Bad as she is. Yeah. And if your daughter yeah, said to you, why didn't you call the police? Yeah, that was all. It all made sense. Yeah, that's that's 
fact that that well, I mean, I I kind of part, I partly get the you're dead to me, get out of here, because I don't want to be the one to call the police on you. But when she comes back two years later, it's like, why are you hugging her? Why are you? She's dead to you. Remember, she's since killed more people. You know. <laughs> Well, I guess she was dead to uh, her until she thought she might actually be dead in an explosion. And then, be dead, you know, yeah. Or I guess. Or whatever. But, like, her mother's crazy also, right? We we know that her parents made her crazy in the first place. Um, true. Because remember, true, they true, kept true. her locked in that room and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I, as much as I like Holly Taylor, I would appreciate the Angelina story being over soon. I'm not really sure what it's contributing at this point. Well, Well, maybe it'll be, (laughs) I was going to say, maybe the Angelina storyline will be over by episode 10, and then episodes 11 through 20, we won't have to deal with her, maybe. That's just probably wishful thinking on my part. I feel like it's not really contributing anything, except annoying me. I don't know really where it's going. She's obviously psycho. And I don't need her to tell me Eden is special because we know it. Like, we've seen Eden have joint yeah. calls. Like, like Grace well, got callings while Edith, while Eden was in the yeah. womb, right? Um, I did it appreciate could... in this episode where that is brought up, that Eden Eden was not on the plane and has and has right. callings. She's yeah. the only person she in, the only person who has not died who has callings. Like, Zeke died, and that's why he has callings, right? Now, here's here's my thing. It's been four years now since they got off the plane. Right? About four yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. Are you telling me in those four years, Ben is the only one to impregnate somebody and pass on his callings to the child? Like, why have that's we not heard point. about other kids like Eden? If that's why. I assume Maybe why. they don't get, it's maybe gotta people be why. pregnant, but they don't get callings? I, but then, but why? Yeah. But why is Eden, why did Eden then? The only the only way Eden could possibly be getting called should possibly be getting calling is because Ben's her father. That's the right. only reason. There's yeah. no other logical. I mean, you can't. You know, what I mean, it's got to be. I mean, yeah, great. All right, all right. But unless there's going to be some other like. Thing like we had the uh, the one guy whose name I always forget the one that drowned in the truck and he came back and then right. you know that's how they started figuring out the whole death date and then of course there's Zeke but why you know why just Eden unless it has to do with Ben you know but if it just has to do why does it just have to do with Ben why is it not any passenger that impregnates a woman the same situation. Or maybe even a woman that was on the flight that, you know, that gets, in, get, that gets impregnated. You know what I mean? Like if Michaela they, and Zeke had a baby, would that baby have caught? Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I just, I hope it's not a loose thread that they just kind of leave. Because that would annoy me. Um, I mean, it's a good point, right? Has nobody, no other passenger yeah. ever had a baby in four years? That's a, that's, yeah, I hadn't thought about exactly. that. That's a good point. I don't know. So, Jamie's not speaking. Um, probably like we're gonna find ten people who got. Yeah, pregnant. right. Um, and then, all right. And then the <laughs> second half. And then, and then the second half of the episode, which, which, 
I really, I really enjoyed that we, you know, got more Jared. I like, I like seeing, I, I like the way they're doing the flashbacks to give us the past year or the past two years. Um, you know, this way we don't have to see the entire two years, just the pertinent stuff. And I like, I like that we finally found out why Jared got busted down to blues. Yeah. You know, which I think is kind of messed. Like they really hit him hard because yes, he punched that guy in the face. He probably shouldn't have. But, he, but <laughs> he had no way to he had no way to know that guy was a cop. The guy was out not in uniform. He did not present himself as a police officer. So and he was a I, I think he was out of line. Yeah. Yeah, he was completely was out of line. Officer, but the prop- you're probably not supposed to hit random people. <laughs> you know. But no, but, right, but the problem with even though the guy was completely out of line, there's a lot of people that have prejudice towards the eight to eighters. So that probably had yeah, a lot to do with it too. Yeah. Yeah. Jared's punishment is more for being aligned with Michaela than for punching oh, a fellow yeah, officer in the face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you guys feel and, about the dwell? Well, go ahead. Go finish your thought, AJ. I'll uh, go after. I was just, I was just going to point out something about Drea. For a minute, I thought I was watching a horror movie, by the way, because when she was running away from the captain, why did she run to the roof? She was. She said she was going up to IA. If she's going, why didn't she get off on the IA floor instead of running to the damn roof? Like, what is because going on there? Everybody knows that when you get to the roof, it's a dead end. <laughs> they needed right. that, right? Why wouldn't you run straight into internal affairs and be like, he's chasing me, he's chasing me, he's trying to kill me, right? No, you run to the roof? You were going to report him anyway. Why wouldn't you go up and report him? Exactly. But anyway. You were going to say, Karen? Yeah. I was going to say, what were we talking about? Oh, I was going to say, how do you guys both feel about, like, the the major, like, dwelling on Jared's status? Like, Jared is, like, I'm not complaining. Jared is not just, like, a supporting character in Michaela's life. He's, like, a full, like, we're getting so much about how this affects him and what. I mean, we always have, but I feel like Jared's really got a really strong presence in this. Um, and I, like, like the whole, what was it, five and six? The whole sixth episode is so much about Jared's status, and Jared's going to, Mm-hmm. lose his job because he, he can't like, you know, he's he's going to be honest about having I, I don't even understand what Jared was doing because Jared's like, I'm going to turn my gun and I'm going to get busted and blah, blah and, and it it's never even anything. discussed it like, are you going to turn in Zeke? Are you not going to turn in Zeke? Zeke's like, I did it. Like, like I was like, what is even going on here with Jared? I, I, I you're going to be honest, but you're not actually going to be honest. Right? Yeah, I think he was just going to say that he was the one that used the gun and he was going to take complete blame for it, which would not have helped anybody, except maybe Zeke. Well, it wasn't really in line with his whole honesty stick, right? He's like, I've got to be honest. I've got to turn him, I've got to be honest. So it's more him um, being a martyr and being yes, the one that... I'm going to be a martyr. I'm a martyr, which... Which also, he's still in love with Michaela. Not that Michaela would probably ever take him back if he turned in Zeke, but you think he's still in love with Michaela? I mean, him and him and Drea look pretty yeah. good together. They do, but do you remember I in this episode where Zeke I says, think... "Zeke says I think there's something going on between them," and Michaela says, "Yes, they're having sex," 
She doesn't say they're dating. She doesn't say they're in love. She says, yes, they're having sex. Mm-hmm. Like, the way Michaela described it minimized it in terms of being a relationship, I felt, right? Now, is that because it's true, or is that because Michaela also is in love with Jared? Actually, I don't think she is, but, like, she, she, definitely, she definitely said they're having sex. She didn't say they're dating, or she didn't say they're together, right? She definitely positioned it as just, like, I, I thought it maybe I'm reading too much into it. Supposed to be, they were just sleeping together, though. But maybe, I, maybe Part, I'm wrong. Partly, oh, partly, I think you're reading too much into it. Secondly, though, there was more to that. There was more to that than just her saying that. And it, there was another line in there which I don't recall because uh, Zeke, whatever Zeke said, she said something else first, and then she said because they're having sex. I remember there was a because no, in there, goes, but I forget what no, I forget Zeke, what else was said. Zeke says, Zeke says, listen, husband and wife code. I gotta tell you, I think there's something between Jared and and uh, what's her first name? Jared and Andrea. Drea. Andrea is that her name? Drea. Drea. And Michaela goes, oh yeah, they're having sex. And Zeke looks at her and she goes, Drea told me, girl code. And yeah, remember like the girl code hurt. That was too funny. Comic moment between the two of them, like not telling each other, but um, Trey didn't really tell her. She kind of figured it out with the coffee cup. It doesn't really seem to bother Michaela. She doesn't really mind. She no, no, she right? seems kind of happy for them. She seems pretty happy for them. I mean, I guess anytime your ex moves on, it's kind of good sometimes, right? Um. Uh. Anyway, I, I guess I was just, I don't know where I'm going with this. I was like heavy leaning into Jared in these couple episodes and how it's affecting him. Yeah, I liked it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is funny, though. Like, I thought about that, too, with, you know, his moral compass and everything and um, him doing, you know, what he's supposed to do and doing the right thing and everything, except for the part where he tells the truth about who actually shot the woman. But I kind of get that to a point, too, because it's, it could be his he, – he could blame himself anyway because it was still – it was his gun. Even though Zeke's the one that took it and shot it, he's a cop. He's not supposed to be in a situation where somebody can just take your gun out of your holster. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Like, it wasn't even locked because unless, unless this was a screw-up, it wasn't even snapped locked. It was um, – Zeke just reached over and pulled it out. He didn't unsnap it first or anything like that. He just pulled it out, which means it hurt which means Jared did not secure it properly when he holstered put it. it back in his yeah. holster. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, because Zeke just grabs it and boop, boop. I mean, the point more to that is Zeke, right? So Zeke, and can we just go back to my comment last week about the Green Mile where I, you know, I talked about John Coffey taking in all that, evil and yeah. hatred and violent had to eventually come out. It's not the same as John Coffey, but it's starting to come out of him, right? Like, he can't absorb anymore. He's becoming violent. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, he slams a guy up on the... Huh? He slams... Yeah, he, he, he slams a guy into the wall and gets fired. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, He slams his client into the wall. That was egregious. <laughs> you have to get fired for that. Although they didn't even like really have any 
um, discussion about it. But yeah, he gets fired. He's yeah, taking in too much hatred. Kind of a little strange is that she didn't even like try to find out what happened. She's just like, "You're you're fired." I mean, he should be fired, I guess. Don't get me wrong, but like she didn't even find out why after he helped so many people. You know, it's kind of strange that that happened. Well, I mean, in a normal workplace, they'd be like, we have an investigation or whatever. But in, in, in a workplace, they have more than 20 episodes. And so they can, you know, <laughs> we have a short amount of time on this show to to move through. Um, he's becoming dangerous. So it was a little disappointing. Not in the show, disappointed in, in Zeke, how he, you know, Zeke immediately falls off the wagon and starts drinking. Um, yeah. Which... I mean, I feel sorry for Zeke, but he really, uh, I don't know. Zeke's been through a lot, and we haven't seen him struggle. And I guess maybe because he's, I mean, Zeke is working with maybe addicts, and maybe he's taking their to himself also, and maybe that's why he so quickly, like, returns to using, or, I mean, he, right, he bought, he goes into the liquor store, I guess, is what happened there. Um like, I hadn't thought about it until I just said it right now, but maybe his clients are addicts also, and maybe that's one reason why he weakens so quickly, because we haven't really seen Zeke struggle with addiction looking too much for several it. seasons now, right? Too much into it, I mean. I mean, of course, there are people who are clean 5, 10, 20 years, and they relapse also, so. But apparently the whole point, like, his relapse doesn't matter. The whole point of his relapse was so that he could trip over Cal in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. He comes home and Cal is passed out in the front yard. I mean, Cal. Yeah, Cal um, didn't make it very far. No, he. Remind Cal me, ran away from home before, and got to the front Before I say something that I shouldn't say, what happens at the very end of the episode? Zeke trips over Cal in the front yard. That's the very end of the episode. There's nothing after that? No. No. Okay, I won't say what I was going to say. Yeah. I, I thought and by the way, where Cal went. That's what I was trying to, to say. Yeah, he tripped know. over in the front yard. By the way, isn't this the okay. second time that Cal ran away and only got as far as the front yard? Didn't he, like, get kidnapped in the front yard last time <laughs> he ran away? Yeah. <laughs> right? He, he, the kidney should stop running away. Because he's not very good at it. He could, last time, those drug those meth dealers kidnapped him in the front yard when he ran away. Um, oh. Poor Cal. Um, so, yeah, Zeke, the whole point of Zeke relapsing, I felt like, maybe was that he could just trip over Cal right in the yard there. Um, oh. So we'll see where that goes. Um, and there's all this other stuff going on with Sanvi. Sanvi's research and Cal and the blah, blah, in the MR and whatever, all that, like, the divine consciousness is starting to, I'm, I'm starting to feel like I'm really knocked down with the divine, divine consciousness storyline, and I, I, yeah, I don't know if yeah, I, I like it. I don't know if you're far enough for me to tell you what my theory is, because I don't want to, I'm not sure exactly what you've seen with her and the things that she's found out, but once you guys get to the Ooh, end of the season, the I'll things that we found out. No, just the, like the different stuff that she's found out in her research. I don't know specifics of oh, how far she's gotten. I don't want to say something. She's pretty much yeah, found out zero so far. Okay, because I have a theory. Well, no, they've, they've, I think it's, they've established might be that all the, call, all the callings happened 
all they they can hear all the callings in the six seconds that the plane gets struck by lightning, but which then, is how they came to the conclusion of divine consciousness. How save the people? Oh, that didn't happen yet. Wait, let me not. Okay, I'm not gonna say that yet. It's not like I can spoil people. Are gonna <laughs> but I don't want to spoil it for you guys. I don't want to scream. Oh no, wait. Yeah, they got Eden back, Eden back, so that did happen. The thing with the house, yeah. right? That happened. Okay, right. well, did he say to, what did he say to his father? Didn't he say to his father how he did it? Because I have a theory on that. Yes, yes, they've established, okay. yeah, they've, they've established that, that the callings are memories. Okay, well, they're saying that they're, that they're memories of them being in the plane. I think, and this is my opinion, and I have no clue, but I think that the plane traveled to the future. I think that they're actually, like, literally memories. That's what I think. I think that they know it because it already happened, and that's how they know it. That's, that's my own theory. I can say that now because well, that was exactly based what on Cal what Cal said. said. Well, no, like, but I, I don't think that's the way he meant it. At least after the more I watched it, I realized he didn't mean what I thought he meant. But that's what I think. He's like, I knew the, the detonator wouldn't go off. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm misremembering them, but that's what I think's happening anyway. Maybe you think it too, then I guess. It actually, but it actually kind of it kind of reminds me of in in Harry thought. Potter and the which Harry Potter is it where um where he Ask sees Dan. the Patronus where he says, "I knew I could do it because I knew I'd done it because I'd done like it before. That. I knew I could do it because I right. did yeah. it before." Yeah, yeah. Like I felt that's what Cal was saying. Yeah, but Cal doesn't really know what he's saying. Yeah. But yeah, I felt like that's what he's saying. I know he's done before. Well, I think I took it. I think after the more I, I've watched, I think that they mean that it's a memory because of whatever they saw in the divine consciousness, or whatever it is they saw when they went into the light, or whatever. But I don't think they meant it quite literally because I definitely took it that it's literal. But I don't think they necessarily think that. I don't know. We'll see. After you guys watch more, you can tell me what you think. All right. Anyway, it was pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Also, I felt the highlight of the episode was Ben shaving that heinous beard that he's been wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No wonder your kids are afraid of you. Your beard is disgusting. Yeah. um, (laughs) I think, I mean, I I don't know how I feel about the divine consciousness either, but I do like the whole thing. Like, oh, you know, briefly mentioned Olive before figuring out the whole thing about the sapphire that that makes it more a little more even more interesting with you know okay, so adding the sapphire to it the sapphire. well at least you know what they're why they're after the sapphire I'm guessing but you don't yeah. know everything yet all right no I mean there's sapphires around basically what was yeah 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 well it gets interesting there's some cool stuff you know, I, I gotta say, I honestly, I, I like it. I, I love when Olive is on screen because pieces seem to fall together. You know, it's like, you know, with her and Cal had everything laid out and everything, and then all the certain pieces lit up with the star and the peacock oh, and yeah. everything. And, well, you know, she's the smartest person but that only happens family. when Olive, she really is. It only happens when the person who doesn't have callings is around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Time to move along. Anything else on your 
agenda, Jamie? Have you watched that? No, the rest is just me and No, Jamie. but I will say all my manifest interviews are up now. Um, oh, good. I mean, they they, mm, they were cool. mostly, I think, when I talked to you last time, but they're all up now. Um, okay. But, yeah, I'm trying to think. I saw Wakanda. I said that. <laughs> and I watched ones that I did uh, interviews for, but uh, none of them are particularly like the kind of stuff we cover. I'm trying to think. His mammals was good, but definitely isn't. Echo 3 is good, definitely isn't. And I said Jack Ryan, but that's not sci-fi either. Although I didn't get all to right, watch well. all of it. Part of it. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't think there's anything else. Um, are we done? What else do we have tonight yet? Andor. I have Andor and AHS. Finale. Oh, okay. So there's nothing else I've seen. All right. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything else. I, I just want them to send the rest of uh, peripheral. I'm mad I got to wait. I don't like that I got to wait. Well, well, Jimmy, you'll get no well, sympathy here. To... Stop I the Yeah, really. Welcome to our world. Yeah, but it's, it's sometimes the whole world. for me, though, because I end up waiting even longer because I see it ahead of time. So it's like I got... All that time plus to wait, but no, I know. I just want to see what happens. Yeah, I want to know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get um, any, you're going to get nothing from us. <laughs> is there anything, I was trying to think though, is there anything else that's premiering soon that we're going to be talking? I'm trying to think if there's anything that we cover that's premiering. I know um, Dark Materials is coming back soon, but I'm so far behind on that. It's not even. Not funny, but yeah, yeah you know, I don't that. remember when that's coming back. That that is soon, isn't it? Month, I think it's next month, but I don't know because I'm not caught up. So, all right, well, maybe we can like investigate the slate and talk about it next week. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Well, have fun, guys. I will talk to you next week. All right. Well, you said okay. what, when did you say that Guardians thing was coming out, AJ? Friday. Okay, because we'll have to talk about that. All right, we'll put that on the schedule for next week. Yeah, Yeah, we'll put that on the schedule for next week. We'll have some room. guys. You too, Jamie. I will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Dark Materials, December 5th. Okay. Oh, good. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Cool. All right. All right. Night, Jamie. Good night. All right. Back to Andor. Back to Andor. Yeah. Um... So I was saying so Cass Andor that was in this whole show for five minutes. Yeah, five minutes. The only episode, which last week is the only time I actually enjoyed his scenes <laughs> during the prison break, uh, and back his to not caring just, about him. It's funny really that the, this week. It, it's almost like they just called it Andor because he's in it, but it's more about you know the 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 beginning of the uh, resistance as a whole because he isn't called, even like, playing a factor. The resistance, right? It's like the or resistance something because story. he's not even, what it is. He, he's not even, he's not even a factor in it really. Like, yeah, he was there for the heist, but it wasn't like he planned it or wanted to be part of it. He was kind of like coerced into it. Mm-hmm. And everything since then has been just circumstance. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's funny. They're, they're hanging I, on the... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was at dinner with a friend the other day who's a big Star Wars guy, 
And I said, are you watching Andor? He's like, no, I haven't watched Andor. Um, and he didn't even know what the name Andor meant. He's like, what is that? And I said, a planet? Is it a person? I'm like, no, it's Cassie and Andor. And he's like, who the hell is that? And I had to explain to him. And he's like, yeah, like, um, like I don't know who that guy is. I don't really care. What's the point of it? Blah, blah, blah. And when I explained to him that we talk about every week and the part we really like is like the right, like the, the office politics at the empire and and he immediately said oh is it like the office and i was like well i mean it's not a comedy but yeah <laughs> and then my friend went on to say then he went on to compare this show to he said i abandoned obi-wan in the middle because it was boring and i was like yeah like everything we talk about this friend of mine is like hey i'm not watching it um but then was interested in the office politics part which is the part that we like the most right yeah which was That's not funny. which was not on display this week very much there was not any no. So what's her name? Um, D, D, what's her name? D, Dina. The uh, woman, uh, Mira. Who, Mira. Mira was not in it at all this episode. She didn't have any appearance, right? No, she was in it. She was um, in it for a minute. Not very long, but when they right, when they were exactly. questioning Bix again, she was in it for a oh, second. Yeah. yeah. Poor Bix. You know, I mean, Bix it's pretty. Not... Yeah, she does not look too good. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Everybody's gonna end up back on Phoenix, which is funny because when the show started, we're like, "Oh, we're never gonna see these people again." But everybody's right? gonna uh, back on Phoenix. Um, uh, what's this? Uh, Karn's gonna end up back on Phoenix, and you know, we've already got some people there. Yeah. The only one I'm not, you know, I mean, what's his face is uh, Lucian's on his way back to Phoenix, and obviously Andor's gonna end up there, and it's gonna be interesting to say the least. Um, yeah. The only thing I'm not sure is if, if Belle is planning on going back to Phoenix or if she's just going to keep hanging out in Coruscant. Well, she might not go, and Luthen won't go to Phoenix. Um, well, Luthen, Luthen's on his way to Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is right. You're on his way. It's so stupid. No, he's going to Phoenix. Every, he, every, yeah, everybody, everybody's going to Phoenix to try and capture Andor. Because Luthen, so you know, Andor's, Andor's a loose loose end for him that he needs to either bring into the fold, which obviously we know he does, or kill him outright, which, you know, he doesn't. You know, oh, that's what I was going to say. When they were hanging off the side of the mountain, I, was, I said to Artie, I was like, you know, there's not even any suspense to this because we know both these characters are in Rogue One. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, they're they idiots, and then they got ca- caught by those other those those other beings, <laughs> those other uh, whatever those species aliens, that was. Those two aliens who talk like yeah. Jar Binks, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a they were terrible aliens. I was like, really? They said to me, uh, they were well, Jar Binks ish. They were not Jar Jar Binks. Just they did not talk like that. They were no, they, they were they in it for all two seconds. I thought it was, I thought it was I, I just thought it was funny as hell that they got they just escaped prison and they get caught by these two guys just hanging out by the water. Yeah. Idiots. But anyway, um, and those, yeah. So we kind of saw it coming, but what do you think about the fact that Mamothma is con- high, seriously considering the patrol? You know, I think it's really. On the one hand, it's kind of sad and pathetic, right, that you would, you know, um, do that and her sister, like, that you would sell your child like that basically for money. 
But on the other hand, I kind of get it because if she goes down, her kid and her husband are going down also. Like, it's not like her kid is going to have a good life yeah. if she gets caught, right? Um, mm. So she's trying to save herself, but is she only trying to save herself? No, she's trying to save her family, I guess, also. Um, so I feel for her. I kind of wondered why – what's her sister's name? Her sister's name is uh, – uh, Well, actually, Belle, it's her cousin. Right? It is her cousin. Her, her daughter calls her auntie, but it's uh... – their cousins. It's their cousins, really? Because Val actually, well, Val actually says, uh, refers to my mom as her cousin. Val is from a wealthy family and probably has her own money anyway. And I think she must have also gotten a share of the heist. And I was kind of wondering why she never said, like, I have money. Let me help you. Because it's not enough. That's the thing. It's such an amount that she'd have to borrow from a lot of people. And then, but if she got the okay. money from Val, then Val, Val would have to explain why her, where her money went. You know what I mean? Okay. Except Val, Val probably has money from the heist, right? Like she yeah, but not that paid. much money. Cash and or is not the... It's 400... Like, you know... Yeah, it's, it's, it's 400,000. 400, that's, that's less than what the heist was. Or that's more than what the heist was. Are you sure? Is it really? Yeah. Didn't Cass get like 85 for doing the heist? Because Cass, after the heist, Cass came back to 10X and he, got he gave 80. Bix, he gave her 12. He got 80? Yeah, he got 80. So if you 80 times. All right, maybe it's about the same. All she, you know, all Bell got from it was 80. I think Luthen uh, took no, the other I'm shares sure and didn't end up. You think up. she got an even share? Wow. I bet she got more. Here's the thing. 80 could help. I don't know where share almost 25%. 80 could help. Right. Whatever. I, I was that. surprised that there was no offer of any kind of help from this relative. But I guess the point is for my mom to be in dire straits. Yeah, I think it's. I think she's considering, she's definitely considering the betrothal. She claims that, you know, there was that whole bit where she's like, Bill's like, what's with your daughter? And she's like, oh, she found religion by herself. It's not me. I'm telling you. She just, you know, she's into it. She's into the old ways, um, which conveniently would make it really easy for her to betroth the daughter because she's into it already, right? Um, right. I, I mean, I think she'll do it. She'll definitely do it because that story is yeah. happening. Like, that's where the story is going, right? Um. But it's really, I don't know. Like I said, it's terrible, and yet does she think she's helping her daughter? Like her daughter is not going to, if she gets caught, it's all over for all of them. Yeah. Surely the daughter will be tortured also and whatever. And um, and it's kind of shitty that, like, she basically – spent all of her money, she, like, everything she's done with this money was to support Luthen. And Luthen's not going to help her. Luthen's already shown himself to be a guy that's like, whatever, you're in, sorry, yeah. I can't help you, right? So, the price of rebellion. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, we're we assuming saw, that... Yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, as, as we... No, sorry. As we saw with the conversation between Saw and Luthen. He's like, hey, he's like, oh, yeah. hey, you want to go warn that guy? Go ahead. You send your, go ahead, warn him. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah. your, it's your choice. <laughs> warn him, you die too. Yeah. 
Um, that was kind of a good scene. So I guess we're assuming, everyone's assuming Cass will go back to Phoenix. In my brain, I'm like, Cass, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly do is go back to Phoenix. Don't do it. He'll never do it. Of course he's going to do it, right? Which, well, we've already seen how stupid dead, he is. Don't do it. He's very stupid. He's a very stupid man. Um, he shouldn't do it. He probably will do it. And I don't really know why, because she's already dead. Like, if you're not going to go back while she's alive, don't go back while she's dead. But he will. Because he, um, he, he wants to be there for the ceremony. I want him to go back because the poor droid is so sad. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the poor little droid is so sad. Um, and he just maybe he'd be so happy if Cass came back. Uh, maybe the droid will save the day in the end. Probably that droid's going to die. That droid is totally going to die trying to save Cass Andor before the season is over. Mark my words. That's my prediction. That's my theory. <laughs> and I'm sticking well, with it. Next, the, this, tomorrow's the finale. Oh, tomorrow's the finale. That was episode 11. We're, hmm. we're talking about 11 right now. Yeah, tom- this is the last time it's coming. All right, the droid might make it till next season. But we'll definitely die this season premiere. <laughs> There's no way that droid that droid is is pretty beat up and old. It's not like a like an R two D two level of droid, and it's so that droid is going to give up its life for Cass. <laughs> so all right, maybe. so one more episode. It'll probably be Cass heavy. Maybe he'll actually do something that makes sense tomorrow. Well, it's going to be everybody heavy because they're all going to be on the same damn planet. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, unfortunately, it's only right. an hour, so it can't really go that far. He can't, like, rescue Bix or whatever, but we'll see. So, all right. Yeah. We can move on to the, our last show. Um, AHS. Story. Mm. Ooh, that's insane. I have a lot of thoughts about this. So, before we talk about it, I, I want to tell you a story. Can I tell you a story before okay. we talk about it? So, sure. I went out Saturday. You know, I'd been away. Um, and Saturday night I went to dinner with some friends of mine, and there was a guy at dinner, and we got to talking about American Horror Story. We had not talked about it before. Um, never met this guy before. Uh, but we were talking about all of our favorite seasons and blah, blah, blah. We got talking about New York, and and we talked a lot about how we were wondering where the story – it's not scary, where is it going horror-wise. We, we were very focused on, as you and I have been, on the horror elements and whatever – and, and I said, what's with Big Daddy? Do you think he's supernatural? He hasn't, like, you know, um, he, he, he's around. He doesn't tell people. And this guy said, well, you know, my friend said to me, we think Big Daddy is a metaphor for HIV. And I said, oh, you know, that's, that's really good. I haven't really, like, thought about the story in that way, as I should. And then, of course, the next day I watched the two episodes, and I'm like, oh, of course, 100%, Big Daddy is yeah. HIV, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what's so, funny is the whole time that the uh that the, the disease that Hannah was discovering, they made it seem like it was something else and it turned out to be that it was AIDS that she was discovering. But the deer, you and I were like, What's with the deer? What's the, with the deer? And that was Lyme disease. Okay. Yeah. Lyme disease. Yeah. So this so, so I've been watching this show 
as I watch every season of American Horror Story, and I've been thinking and saying to you, like, God, it's really not that scary, and, like, what's really happening, and a serial killer, and blah, blah, blah. And these last two episodes, I'm like, wow, I have been watching a really scary horror story, a true-life horror story that basically really happened, um, and I just didn't really uh, understand. I just wasn't really paying attention to it the way that sometimes you and I watch, if I watch a show like Lost or a show like Fringe, I might spend a lot of time thinking and reading and talking about it, right? And I, I guess I just was thinking of this show in terms of it being like a regular season American Horror Story. And and in fact, it was really about this this horrible, horrible disease. Like, right. everything about it was horrible. Everything And everything about See, this last episode, I was like, holy shit, everybody dies and then it's over? What the fuck? Right? Well... I, I after it was over, I went and I read um, this one review, and apparently, which again, this wasn't made clear to us, even even in the finale. But when the show starts, all of our main characters have already contracted HIV. They all had it already when the show started. But because you know, eighty one, nineteen eighty one was when the big outbreak happened, you know, so. Not you know I I think it was interesting the way he did it that they all had it without telling the audience that they already had it because at you know the time nobody knew knew about it even you know <clears throat> um, yeah. and so, we basically saw a lot of their flashbacks of how they may have been exposed right um, I thought it was kind of you know I the thing with Big Daddy being the personification of HIV I thought it was kind of an interesting way to do it. Um, You know, once yeah. you once you realize that's what he is, everything else kind of makes more sense. Um, except where the only time it didn't make sense was when what's his face shot him in the back. Uh, Patrick shot him in the head. Um, <laughs> at least all the oh, other yeah. times when he, he's killing people, it makes sense. Because <clears throat> yeah, there was one Patrick, point I was like, Patrick I said, actually saw him as though he was alive yeah. and like doing something. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people have seen him as that, but this is the first, you know, that was the only time that anybody actually took any action. Usually, like I said last yeah. week, he seems yeah. like he's, like, witnessing more than anything. Yeah. But which it kind of, kind of, kind of was. Um, but my problem, like, it's an interesting way to tell the story, and I understand why Ryan Murphy did it, but I feel like this season was so disconnected. Like, yeah, watching the two last two episodes, you realize what the whole season was actually about. But yes, but by throwing, I think, I feel like throwing in the Mai Tai killer is, is what makes it disconnected. You know, you have the story about the Mai Tai killer. You think there's another killer and everything. Um, and there was another killer, a deadly virus. Um, I just, I feel like sometimes Ryan Murphy's artistic vision doesn't play well on TV screen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
it felt very disjointed and disconnected all season. And even once I understood what was going on, it didn't help to bring it together for me. Like those last two episodes felt like a completely separate show on its own, especially since, you know, you kind of jump between 87 and 81 back and forth so much. Yeah, I mean, ultimately this show wasn't about – so the Mai Tai Killer, it does feel disjointed, although, you know, a big part of the Mai Tai – of Gino's storyline and even of, of the of the killer himself, Mr. White, Whiteley, was the idea yeah, that people, people can commit crime against gay people and the police don't care, right? 1981 New York, where right. the killer's stalking gay people and nobody really cares. And, and and like that is a metaphor for like there's a disease stalking, and and the world doesn't care either, right? I guess like like except for the part where the where the killer's like, oh, I'm gonna create a uh, I'm gonna sew all these bodies together and whatever crazy Frankenstein shit I'm doing and blah blah. Like what what was up with that, right? <laughs> um, but I agree with you. It feels like there's this this serial killer mystery happens. And then all this little peripheral stuff comes in to be this really terrible horror story of, of this disease. Um, there, there was like a two-hour movie at the end about that was very realistic and had no – I mean, it's just two hours of like everybody getting sick and dying, right? Um, yeah. It's a, story that we, it's a story that we've seen before being... on the stage. And, on and, the screen. Yeah, and none of it being in reality. I mean, it, it, well, I mean, it is reality. a lot of it was. Those people all really died. It is, all right. Well, it, but I mean, it, you know, everything with Sam was all in his head as he's dying. And, you know, Patrick, too. Oh, yeah. Most of Patrick's stuff was in his head. And, I mean, I mean, Gino. Gino's, Gino's story was really sad because he's just watching people around him die until he finally came to it. Yeah. Um, and then we get, we're given the impression that I mean, Sam's, Adam Sam's survived. Story was, uh, Sam's story was, you know, sad. Was it sad? When I say sad, I mean kind of pathetic. As Sam's dying... He's basically dying alone. He's like, but I'm so popular. Everybody loves me. No, yeah. I'm through a lot of parties. And, you know, yeah. but you're a total jerk. And, like, he has a bad, yeah. like, a pathetic death there. Um, and then the weirdo deer comes to him or whatever. Like, all that was, like, it's all so weird. I don't think, didn't, I think that Adam also isn't, has been, like, we saw Adam has lesions well, we also, know, right? We know Adam Adam's, also, well, well, we know Adam's posit- HIV positive because he gave it to Hannah when he gave gave her his sperm to get pregnant. Yeah, I have a little. I have a little. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But we also uh, know not everybody got you know not everybody that had HIV you know ends up with full blown AIDS and died. Drugs came on the yeah, yeah. Some people exactly. lived long enough until the new drugs came and they were able to yeah you know become healthy. I mean, no, I mean I'm just I'm just making the assumption that Adam survived because that's where it ends as he starts his eulogy for for Gino. Gino, yeah. 
Um, I mean, he definitely was the longest. Um, you know what the funny thing is? The problem with a lot of these characters are most of them aren't likable. So it's not to say that, you know, oh, well, they died of AIDS because I didn't, you know, they weren't likable people. You know, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying as, you know, it's a TV show, as a viewer, you know, <laughs> Patrick wasn't likable. Sam sure as hell wasn't likable. Gino was likable to a degree, you know. So it's Adam like you're focusing on these. Huh? Adam was likable. Yeah, Adam was likable. Adam was, was yeah, that was, Adam was about it. I mean, you know, Barbara was Barbara was pretty much an innocent, just caught up in this mess. You know, Hannah, unfortunately, you know, her best friend was gay, who she had to impregnate her because she wanted a baby, and oops, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, look, I'm not saying it was bad. It, it was harrowing. Right, right, I'm not either. And when I said earlier, when I said earlier, this is some a story we've seen before, I, I don't mean that necessarily criticism. It's a story that I've seen before on the stage, on the screen. It's always horrible, and we need to see it again. I'm not saying, like, like right. I don't mean to say that Ryan Murphy shouldn't have done it because I've seen it before. Like, people need to see it more probably, right? Um, yeah. I mean, it, creatively um, speaking, it, it was done in a very interesting and different way. I mean – to depict it in this manner in the horror TV show style, I think it was kind of brilliant. Um, Cause I mean, yeah. you know, any new virus that kills this many people um, is horrifying, you know? Um, mm-hmm. my, like I said, my, my only real complaint is, is it, it just felt disjointed um, the whole season. Cause like, the, cause like <laughs> just, the My Tai Killer is, is tagged on there. Yeah. And... I, yeah, uh-huh. you know, if you, if, you know, not for nothing. If you take the My Pie Killer out of the storyline, I think it's much more fluid. And when you get to the realization of what you've been watching, I think it makes it that much more poignant. And I, I almost feel like I think the My Pie Killer actually is what hurt the story. Hmm. I get that. I also like there was some stuff that was shoehorned in there, like. Sandra Bernhardt and the tarot cards. Like, what really was that? Like, okay, so I get that pretty much every reading she did for any one of our characters, it always came up as the death card, right? Always came up death, um, yeah. Because guess what? HIV, we learned later, right? Yeah. Um, but she's never, like, seen again, um, which, look, I I was young and not living in New York in the early to mid-80s when this, like, all started to happen, right? So I don't yeah. want to say, like, truly the lesbians were stepping up with their gay brothers, like, whatever. I have no – I'm not saying that. I don't know anything about that. Right. Um, but Sandra Bernhardt – but the Sandra Bernhardt character was friends with all these people and then is not seen again. Um, right. I – you know, I get the whole thing with the with the death card. I kind of was expecting that we were going to see Francis Conroy again at the Angel of Death, who we saw only for a split second early in the season, right? Um, yeah. I thought she might appear again. She didn't. I, I mean, I, I do think, you know, after I watched this episode, these two episodes, I thought, okay, Karen, 
you've not been watching the show as closely as you could have because a lot of this, like, like it was all there and I didn't catch it or see it because I wasn't, you know, I think of it in terms of like, okay, when is, when is you know, when's the devil going to come? When are the ghosts going to come? Like, I, I guess I was just waiting for a more, I don't know, and I was busy and just didn't really, like, I, I didn't see where this was going, and it went to a really, really dark and sad place. Um, yeah. And holy you know, crap, I, just every single person dies, man. <laughs> yeah. What, you know, it's, it's interesting, it's funny, because, you know, I mentioned uh, last week, when uh, Gino makes the Rock Hudson comment, it's yeah. even more, you know, the, 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 uh, that, com- yeah. that comment, that, yeah, that comment now goes from, you know, haha, that's funny, to holy crap, that's kind of, it's not funny, haha, anymore. You know, it kind of has more meaning to it now, considering Rock Hudson died of HIV. Um, and he was like one of the yeah, first so celebrities that you really knew. He was the first. About. He was the. He was the first. Yeah, he was the first celebrity. I will never forget that. I, I that that always sticks out in my mind because I remember. I remember the world went nuts. Like, was it Eddie Murphy? Um, he was talk uh, when, during one of his stand-ups. He was talking about Rock Hudson dying from AIDS, and he, you know, and he said it himself he's like he's like the country went crazy like this is rock hudson like this is the man's man he held women that every man dreamt of holding in hollywood you know and he died of aids you know it was like that's uh, it and i hate to say it that it took somebody like rock hudson dying from it for the world to take notice but that's kind of what happened i remember i remember the world went on went nuts <laughs> when mm. Rock Hudson died. Yeah. It was like, holy oh, crap, like, this is a problem. We gotta do something about this. Like I remember yeah, he, he, you know people didn't know he was my I remember father, I, yeah. I mean I remember because you know, because so everybody was misinformed about the disease and how it was, you know how how it was contracted and everything. You know, I mean I remember they were talking about no more kissing in movies. You you can't kiss in movies anymore and, and T V shows and everything because you might get AIDS from kissing people and you know I remember, I, I remember all the rumors and and misinformation yeah. in the beginning. Yeah, and uh, you so. know, I I I mean, this was really hitting the. I mean, this is this is. And I was young. I, mean, I remember this is horrible. All that. What we saw, this was a horrible thing that happened. This is a hor- the show is very. I, I, I mean, it was the whole last hour, like, it's just Gino going to funerals, which I mean, that's a real thing, like, people went to 10, 20, 30, 40 funerals, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That's real. Uh, And he just, like, goes, and everybody's dying, and and that's all. It actually made me think a little bit, so so I also don't want to characterize like, every show that is addressing the HIV epidemic is not the same, but Pose um, you know, which also aired on FX in the last few years, um, and was also set in the in a in a gay niche subculture in the eighties, um, has a similar thing where, where the Billy Porter character just goes to funeral after funeral after funeral after funeral. Um and that is a real thing that people went through and is is maybe probably the most horrifying part of what we saw, right? By the way, 
Mm. Do you remember that scene where, where Gino goes to Patrick's funeral and the parents turn him away? Mm-hmm. And he starts yelling about the flowers and stuff. And then suddenly... Well, he was, he was, yeah, he was yelling because the casket was closed. Casket was closed. And suddenly Adam is right there. And Adam is like, uh, come on, we got to start the, this, the funeral. And it was for somebody else, right? And it was like a little... Uh, I was like, oh, that's a flashback to what he did at Patrick's funeral. Or is that a little thing of what he wished he did at Patrick's funeral? Like, uh, like how did you read that scene? I read it as Gino is unhinged and we can't necessarily trust everything he's seeing and doing right now. Okay. All right. Okay. That's fair. So he, he might or might not have said and done this. But you know what? It, it, Murphy's done this before and it could have been again where you just kind of, it whatever you take as your own interpretation of what's going on necessarily at the moment isn't wrong yeah. because it's kind of how he filmed it and, and wrote it. You know what I mean? Like it's, Okay. It, yeah. And because it, it and because especially Gino's part of the episode, it's so all over the place, and there's so much going on, and you just see Big Daddy just slashing people down left and right as Gino just sits there, continuing to live and just witness. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think anybody's interpretation is wrong. I, I think it's just you know I think it's a lot of a lot of it. At least the last two hours is it's whatever you as an individual take out of it and how you get there is, you know, okay. I think, I think yeah. we all end up in the same place regardless of what did or did not happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get that. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, it was rough to watch, right? I think, you know, as much as I feel like, wow, I wasn't really paying attention if I didn't get this. I think maybe that's – I think Ryan Murphy might have expected that there would be part of the audience that was like that, that I wasn't really, yeah. like, necessarily, like, getting that. Um, I'm kind of mad at myself, but that I wasn't really getting it and and that Ryan Murphy maybe, you know, wanted me to have that experience at the end where I'm like, holy shit, what's going on here? Oh my God, it's actually all about HIV. Well, not for nothing, in a way, I, I, it might have partially been intentional because, let's think about this a second, okay? When the, when the AIDS crisis first started, nobody knew it existed. So, in a way, that first, the first uh, eight episodes, we don't really know what we're watching. And then we yeah. find out, and we're told, hey, this is what you're watching. Well, that's kind of true to life. Nobody had any idea what was going on until somebody finally diagnosed it and said, hey, this is a new disease. This is a new virus, you know, and that's kind of what exactly what we we saw. You know, it was what's yeah. going on. Oh, you know, same way in the real life. Yeah. Why are all these people dying? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we knew it was going there, like, right? Like, we knew, we knew, yeah. okay, so they have the lesions. We know it's HIV, just like where it was going, they threw in all of this, like, Sandra Burt, you know, Sandra Burt with her conspiracy theories. Look, that people were legit saying that back then, that, you know, the government oh, yeah. it. Uh, people, people still say that. Like, people I think still believe that. People still oh, believe yeah, that the government created or whatever, and 
like that's a real thing that people think about or whatever. It's, it's crazy town, whatever. But um, and so I get while I was waiting for Sandra Bernhardt to her storyline to she really just represented like a line of thought maybe that people were making then. I don't know. It was pretty brutal. It was a pretty brutal finale, huh? And so now I get, like, when they, when the show was being promoted and they talked about it as being not like any other episode ever, I was like, it was going to be the scariest one ever. Well, yeah, Um, it definitely was. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah, just not in the way we expected. Yeah. Yeah. So, ugh. All right, I hope we can go back to some good old-fashioned demons and, and hauntings next year. You don't like demons. <laughs> I know I don't. I know, but I like, you know what I like less than demons? HIV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, if he, he, yeah. you know, if American, Horror, if American Horror Story goes for another 10, 20 years, maybe he'll do a season on COVID. Yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad joke. Bad joke. <laughs> bad, bad joke. joke. Oh. All right, so th- that wrap us up for tonight, huh? Yeah. Yep. All right, so we might have a kind of a short show next week with um. Well, Walking we're gonna. Dead uh, and we won't have all right, no walk, no Walking Dead, no HS, HS. So all right, so right now we have Peripheral Manifest andor. Um, and we're going to all watch the uh, Guardians special. Right, and maybe some Black Panther discussion. Yes, and you're going to see, and you're going to see, there you go, we filled yep. it back up because you're going to see that two, yep. almost three-hour movie. Yep. All right, so we'll have a um, one last schedule next week. Great. And I'll, I'll, one last thought on HS. It's a fun, I was going to say this a minute ago, I forgot. It's funny, after mm-hmm. I watched the two episodes, I almost, it's funny because, like, I, I watched like the first half of the uh, episode nine and then I finished episode nine and I was like, do I want to wait and finish? I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going through. I got to I got to see what the hell's going on here. I got to finish this. And I almost texted you to tell you that you need to pick a nice time where you have, you know, like a two hour window where you can just watch the episode back to back <laughs> because <laughs> I had, you know, cause, cause I know that I, once I got done with episode nine, I was like, I've got to keep going because I need to see how this all ends. I, so that's what happened to me. I, I watched them and I, I, I turned the first episode on at like 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll watch one and then I'll watch the other one tomorrow. And then when I watched it, I was like, what? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm watching. And I ended up watching them both. Well, so. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I should have texted which you. you really have to. You really have to. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Another yeah. successful podcast. Everybody enjoy their turkey day on Thursday or whatever it is you eat. Or Are you celebrate. cooking? Are you making a cake, AJ? I know you're like a bit of a baker. No, no, no cake, but uh, I am cooking Thursday. We got our bird and our potatoes and whatever the hell you're else we end up making. You, you're going to cook the turkey? Yep. Yep. Your wife is not a, the cook of the house. Um. Oh, Alyssa cooks. Pl- Alyssa cook- cooks plenty, but oh, Alyssa, yeah. Alyssa cooks plenty. I I just uh, I'm always the uh, Thanksgiving cook. 
Oh, and I don't mean that as any kind of a judgment. I'm not cooking. Um, we're going to my brother's house, and I, you know what? I'm, make, I'm making deviled eggs is my contribution to the party. I love deviled eggs. Um, I know, aren't they? Who doesn't, right? I get to bring the one thing that pretty much every single person will eat. Um, <laughs> so that's my contribution is deviled eggs. So, all right, well, good luck with your bird. I hope it comes out great. Me too. All right. Have a good day with the fam. Have a good day, listeners. Everybody out there in podcast land, have a happy Thanksgiving. Everybody enjoy and uh, come back and listen to us babble some more next week. Thank you, everybody, and good night. Good night. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.